Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everybody, welcome back to America's Game, episode number 24, and we are back. It is me, at Eric Vanek NFL on Twitter, and once again joined by my co-host, Scott Connor. Scott, what's going on, man? Playoffs, how'd you do last week in your uh, fantasy leagues? Oh, well, yeah, welcome back to another one. Uh, 24, it's week 16, a lot of stuff to deal with, injuries, weather, Going through setting all of our lineups for this week. Uh, had some good discussion before we started the show, but I did okay. I probably, uh, I was lucky I got a lot of buys because I probably got knocked out in at least half of my leagues last week. Uh, a couple really good teams that had to play got knocked out. Had two teams that um, were the, the number one seed, basically, or number one in either points or the number one seed and got knocked out. One of them had to play in the quarterfinals because it's eight make the playoffs and uh, that one got knocked out. And then uh, another one that was the top in points, but finished third got knocked out as well. So just one of those, uh, that's why you play in a lot of leagues, you know, you're going to have some that you're like, wow, that team should have never missed. And then now with the Jalen hurts injury, which we may talk about a little bit, uh, that's knocked out a lot of other, and I'm not alone. I'm sure there's a lot of people that are, had a bye with Jalen Hurts, and now they're going, man, I'm looking like I might lose in the semifinals because he's gone. So I survive in advance. That's why you play in a lot of leagues. I couldn't imagine playing in like two leagues, you know, and then just getting criminalized on this type of thing and being like, what the hell? You know, I wish I had more teams. So hanging in, though, it's a grind. It, it just reminds you every year you think you know everything, and then you get to these last couple weeks and – it's just like the wild, wild west. So glad to be here. This should be a good show. Everyone's going to enjoy this. We will uh, definitely enjoy this show for sure because this is always one of our faves. But good to be here, man. Yeah, same here. I mean, I did I did okay last week as well. I got nine wins, uh, lost four. I had six first-round buys, so that's good. I ended up getting five toilet bowl wins as well, so that was uh, a little icing on top of the cake there, um, advancing into there try to get some better draft picks some extra draft picks i know our usfl leagues um you know we we got everything going up for the playoffs there everybody's playing for a draft pick every single week so that's nice um i got knocked out in the playoffs 
in our uh, best ball one, and then the lineup one, I advanced um, in the toilet bowl bracket to, and we're playing. I'm we're playing the uh, two lowest seed teams that are remaining now, so I should be able to beat one of those guys and have a shot at the 101 or 102 um, this week. So I'm I'm excited about that because there's Drake May is available, Rocket Sanders is available, Kashawn Junkins is available. So if I either if I win the 101 or the 102, I'm I'm gonna get a pretty good player. Uh, for that so that's definitely worth it for me but yeah man um, this episode is one we've talked about for a couple weeks now something that me and you have already been doing if if I'm in a league right now or I'm out of it I'm dropping all that dead weight that I've had on my rosters that aren't going to mean anything next year the Amir Abdullahs of the world the Royce Freemans of the world you know players like that that I'm just not using anymore that aren't going to be worth anything next year most likely I'm just dropping those guys right now especially a lot of the wide receivers the backup quarterbacks you know if you were holding Brett Rippin from last week or Case Keenum's Colt McCoy's uh, people like that I'm just dropping those guys right now and just picking up some running backs or some players that I like that could have a um, an opportunity next year to make the uh, 53-man roster or somebody's 53-man roster, practice squad, whatnot. So, yeah, this will be a, a good and long episode. This week we're going to do the AFC. It's probably going to be another two-hour epic podcast like usual. Um, then next week we plan on doing the NFC for the same thing before everyone's um, rosters and leagues lock for the year, basically. I know Scott talked about it with sleeper locks after the playoffs, basically. Um, MFL just kind of depends on your league settings on when those lock. Um, so most of our leagues, we continue it every week during the off season. Uh, once a week, the waivers will run. So that's not too big of a deal, but you also want to get the jump on everybody on getting these guys. You don't want to let your, um, league mates get the jump on you and take all these players. So yeah, I'm excited for this one. This is one that me and Scott are always super passionate about and like talking about. So yeah, I'm excited for this one, man. Yeah. I mean, in just a couple ground rules, I mean, obviously there's still two weeks left. So you're trying to wrestle with a lot of your teams that are still in it. I'm still trying to go through those rosters and go, okay, where is the dead weight that I can get rid of now? And then what are the things or what are the, the spots where I still might be okay holding out for one more week? Uh, so, for instance, like I talked about on the last Destination Dynasty, uh, the quarterbacks, right? I'm starting to go in and drop a lot of the deadweight backup quarterbacks. Like, obviously, you can cut Colt McCoy at this point. He had a concussion. He's out this week. That's a guy I'm going to cut week 17 regardless because I'm probably not starting him the rest of the year. So he's a cut. That's a guy you can just cut in every league. He's a worthless backup. He's a backup you can pick up next year if he gets any spot starts, but he's not a guy I would hold. But now that he's out this week, he's a cut. So there's others like that where I'm sitting here going like, okay, there are some leagues where if I'm starting Brock Purdy, I'll hold on to like Josh Johnson for one more week. And then if Josh Johnson is not starting by next week, cause Brock Purdy gets hurt, then okay. Josh Johnson gets cut before week 17. There's some other backups that I'll still hold on to. Like I'll still hold on to a couple case Keenum's or a couple Tyrod Taylor's. Like I'll keep those guys on teams where I'm still in it for one more week, but I'm still probably cutting those guys before week 17. It's just that maybe I'll hold off one more week and not cut them before week 16. If you're out of it, there's no reason to hold those guys. And again, I covered that in the last destination dynasty show. 
Oh, the other thing that I want to mention is we're going to talk about some tight ends today. We're going to talk about basically the depth charts of all of the AFC teams, uh, but we're going to talk tight ends. And I think it's important, go back to the roster construction series that I did, but it's important to know your format too. Like there are certain leagues where you want to stash tight ends. There are other leagues where maybe I'll violate the tight end rules sometimes in, in just the leagues where there isn't anybody else to pick up. But for the most part, when we talk about stashing tight ends, you need to make sure it's the right type of format to stash tight ends. You know, your normal PPR league, okay, just because there isn't anything else to pick up, I really don't want to carry seven tight ends. So just know that with tight ends specifically, and I'm going to talk more about tight ends on the next Destination Dynasty show, but for today, like we're going to mention some tight ends. Like, yeah, I want to stash that tight end. There's a lot of tight ends that I think are interesting to stash because they have something going for them, whether it's really good athleticism, a high RAS score, maybe they got on the field a little bit. They're not worth cutting because we've seen tight ends come out of nowhere, you know, year two, year three, year four when they play, but it has to be the right format. So just keep that in mind before you go, oh, cool. I listened to this show and I went and stashed a bunch of tight ends. And then I know your format is a start one, 1. 1.5. You're not carrying eight tight ends there. I don't care what their RAS scores are. So really you have to, you have to contextualize. There are leagues, 1.75, two PPR, start two tight ends, super, super deep leagues where it's like 40 man rosters. Okay. You're, you got to carry somebody. And I think Eric agrees. We would rather you carry something than keep empty roster spots. So pick something up, but there are certain formats to carry tight ends. So I just want to clarify those two things. Quarterbacks, you can basically wait one more week. I mean, there's you know, two or three quarterbacks that go down damn near every week. So it's not a bad idea to carry some of these backups for one more week and then cut them before the regular season ends. Uh, and then tight ends, it has to be the right format. So I just want to lay those two things out and uh, apologize for being a little under the weather if I sound a little different or if I uh, am a little slower this week. But I uh, just wanted to lay those ground rules before we get started. Yeah. Um, so I think we're just going to do the AFC this week like I talked about. And then next week we'll do the NFC one because this is probably going to take a while. So yep. you ready to get into it? I am ready. Yep. All right. So we're going to start here with the Buffalo Bills. And we're just going to go position by position here and kind of go through um, what's on their current starting depth chart. We're going to look at the uh, guys who are injured and practice squad guys. So we're going to pretty much talk about any offensive skill player that's on a team right now and just kind of either mention them or talk about them a little bit. So quarterbacks, obviously Josh Allen. We don't really need to talk about him. He's, you know, one of the top dynasty quarterbacks. Um, the backup, Case Keenum. So you talked a little bit about him in the beginning there. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with still holding Case Keenum. And Scott's gonna also going to bring up um, some contract talks too. So is he? It, I'm guessing he's still going to be there for next year, or is he a free agent? No, he's a free agent. I actually advocated cutting Keenum, and because okay. if he's not, put it this way: if he's not on Buffalo, I'm not interested in him. Okay. So I think it, you could say I'm going to keep him, but he is an unrestricted free agent now. He does seem like the kind of guy they would just bring back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you find yourself a good backup, typically you just kind of keep the same backup unless there's a reason not to. But I've cut Keenum in some leagues just because I don't think it translates necessarily to where. You know, if they were to get another backup, I wouldn't want Case Keenum. We didn't want Case right. Keenum when he was on the Browns. So, right. like, he went to Buffalo, and we were now interested in him again, but it could easily be somebody else. So I think I'm 50-50 on him. 
Um, he's probably not good enough to cut, but you could also see where next year he's their backup and you start adding him to rosters again. So he's, I think, mm. you know, one, one you got to make like the last roster spot decision on. Right. And another thing I'd like to do while we're going through here is like, let's state like what kind of league I would carry this p- player into. So obviously in like 25 man, 27 man rosters, I'm not carrying a case Keenum 30 man rosters, probably still not, but maybe 35 or 40 man rosters. I could see still holding on to him. You know, he's one of the borderline guys um, for me. You, would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, obviously the deeper leagues where you need to roster somebody, you're going to quickly get into the backup tight ends and the backup Mm -hmm. quarterbacks, and you're going to say, okay, I don't know anybody else to add. Uh, Because there is a line. Like, I just looked, just for shits and giggles, I went through and I added how many running backs I'm currently carrying in all of my leagues. I'm carrying 826 running backs, an average of 15.02 running backs per team. I'm carrying 415 receivers, so an average of 7.55. So you get the ratios. I mean, there's a lot of running backs that I'm carrying. I'm carrying right now 109 different running backs. But I've pretty much maxed out like how many there are. There's a lot of other guys out there on waivers where I'm not picking up. There's a lot of running backs where we see and we don't pick them up. But easily in you know, March, they could sign somewhere and you go, okay, we have to put this running back back on the radar. You know, So like running backs can change like that. So I think you have to really look through the names and kind of decide, okay, I want to carry this guy into the offseason or I don't. And if you don't, then you might need to go to just, well, Case Keenum's the next guy up and he could be the Buffalo backup. So I'm just going to keep him. So I think you just kind of got to make a decision. We're all in leagues where we got some leagues that are 40-man rosters and some that are 25. So like you kind of got to just determine what you want to prioritize. And also, what does the waiver wire feel like during the season? What's the trade market look like during the season? What's the rookie draft feel like? You got to kind of look back at those and say, you know what? There was always a backup tight end available to me because in this 27-man roster league. So in that league, why am I carrying five tight ends? I'll cut down to two or three. I'll let the Foster Moreau's go. You know, I'll let the Albert O's go. 40-man rosters, I'm going to stash those kind of guys. 27-man rosters, I'm not carrying those guys as my tight end four or five. So that that's kind of where you have to think a little bit through and then decide what position has the most leverage. All right. Um, just a quick little uh, breaking news while we're on here. We're recording this on Thursday afternoon, but uh, Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry have both been ruled out for Saturday. Oh, cool. We weren't playing them anyway. You were already out on anybody in that game that was a pass catcher, so boom. The only one I'd be playing is Taysom Hill. I'd be rolling out every Taysom Hill I have. So. I mean, he may get... You may get 10 touches in that game because yep. they don't got anything else. Yep. And then the last quarterback to bring up here, obviously we're not going to be keeping he's on every waiver wire is Matt Barkley. So he, I mean, they could actually bring Barkley back and have him just be the backup next year again. Um, so, but I'm not uh, holding on to Matt Barkley. Well, I mean, in, you know, Keenum made 6 million this year. So there is a chance that they, can go with the cheaper backup. You know what I mean? Like mm. that, that isn't cheap for a backup. Let's just put it that way. Um, and that, that could be something that they consider, Hey, you know, we don't need to pay case Keenum 6 million when there's a bunch of other starter level guys out there that are, we can get for cheaper, you know? So right. maybe we let him go. Cause there's going to be a lot of quarterbacks, I think similar to him that are going to be hitting free agency. So it really just depends on how much does he want to be back and how much do they want him back? Cause he did make 6 right. million this year. So that is something to consider. 
All right, so now the running backs for Buffalo. So right now, obviously, they have Devin Singletary. This is the final year of his rookie deal, so Devin Singletary will be a free agent. Um, still going to keep him. You know, He's probably going to end up somewhere in a committee next year and probably be annoying, kind of like he is now. Uh, James Cook, obviously, was drafted last year. He'll still be on that roster next year. I... He's not going to be the starting running back next year. He's going to they're going to bring in somebody another rookie or they're going to sign, you know, maybe they bring Singletary back, maybe they sign a Miles Sanders, a David Montgomery, a Josh Jacobs, somebody like that. Uh, but James Cook won't be back or uh, he won't be the uh, starter, I mean. Uh Naeem Hines, I believe he's still he had a um, extra couple years on his deal, right? Yeah, so Hines is under contract yeah. next year. The only guys that are not not under contract skill player-wise are Singletary, as you mentioned, and then uh, a couple receivers will get there in a second. But yeah, Hines okay. and uh, James Cook will be back, barring they don't cut Naheem Hines' contract. Yeah, I, I would assume they are not since they traded for him, uh, even though they're not fucking and, using him. And right you know, I, a lot of people are kind of off Hines. You might actually see Hines even cut in some leagues, but... I, I'm interested in picking Hines back up because I think, look what they tried to do with McKenzie this year. Mm-hmm. Like, I can definitely see where Hines is more involved next year. Who the hell knows, like, what that's going to look like, and I'm not banking on it, but right. they traded for him. They're not just going to be like, oh, it didn't work, let's get rid of him. Right. So yeah, I think he's could, uh... he's the kind of guy you may see cut in leagues, and I'm like, hey, you know what, I'll pick him up. Why not? He's on the bills. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And especially... He'll have a whole full off season to learn the playbook. They'll learn how to like make some plays for him too. Uh, Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator, will probably put some uh, plays in to get him more involved. So yeah, I, I'm definitely still interested in Hines. I'm not dropping him. Uh, Taiwan Jones, he's just a special teams player. He shouldn't be on any rosters, regardless. Um, and then looking at their practice squad right now, all they have running back wise on the practice squad is Duke Johnson. Uh, Duke got in there a couple times this year, but I think Duke Johnson's kind of past his prime. Even in deeper 40-man roster leagues or whatever, I'm still not going to carry Duke Johnson. I think I'll leave him on the uh, waiver wire. Yeah, he's one of those that I've passed up. You could add him. He's pretty much available in every league. He is a he is a running back. Like There's, there's worse players that we're probably carrying. We just have maybe a different feeling on them than him. Uh, like you could argue, why would I carry somebody like Mark Ingram over Duke Johnson? You know, like Mark Ingram's mm-hmm. probably a really good chance that he retires. So you you might have an extra roster spot. Like, it, but that works. Th- those are like way way down. Another guy I've been picking up a lot. We'll cover him in the NFC. But I've been picking up Wayne Gallman. That's a guy who basically was out of the damn league this year. Yeah. But he's also a guy that could show back up next year, and it's like, oh wow, he's on a roster. You know, like, and nobody's going. Why would you pick up Wayne Gallman? It's like, well. So I guess if you're adding guys like Wayne Gallman, like you could add Duke Johnson, you know, I mean, I think that's just preference. That's he's one of the guys we're like, yep, yeah, he, he's burned us so many times. We've added and dropped him so many damn times that like, okay, we'll just let somebody else have him. You know, it's kind of like Royce Freeman, same thing. Yep. All right. And then that's it for the running backs, wide receivers, obviously Stefan Diggs, one of the elite wide receivers in the league. Gabe Davis still holding on to him as well. Isaiah McKenzie and Khalil Shakir are on their active roster right now. Shakir just got drafted. I'm still going to hold on to Shakir in you know the deeper leagues, 30 man roster leagues. I'd still feel comfortable if you're in like 25 man roster leagues, 27 stuff like that. I think 
you could maybe talk yourself into cutting Shakir. What do you think about that? Uh, both Shakir and McKenzie were roster cloggers for me, but yeah. you also, it, when you're on roster clogger range or when you're in roster clogger territory, you have to then look, okay, what's the tiebreaker? You're probably going to hedge on the offenses that are good too. Right. As the tiebreaker. So I'm not cutting those guys, but yeah, I mean, if you can move Isaiah McKenzie or Khalil Shakir for a running back or for a later draft pick, even a fourth, I think we'd prefer the running backs in the fourth than carrying those guys. So yep. you, you have some work to do if you have those guys, but you're carrying them into the off season. So yeah, they are roster cloggers, but they're not, let's cut them. It's mm-hmm. how can I throw them into a deal? How can I throw, those are the perfect guys where if you can throw them into a random, you have the two ten, and you can throw Khalil Shakir in to move to the two Oh eight, do it. Right. Like that type of trade where you think, Oh, why would I do that? The, the goal is to get rid of them, really. But you just don't want to cut them. You want to try to figure out some way to gain a little value by getting rid of them. So, yeah, they're both on the in that range. Right. Um, and then some of their other receivers that are on the practice squad right now, John Brown, not interested. Cole Beasley, not interested. Keyshawn Johnson, not interested. And Tanner Gentry, not interested in any of those guys. They should be on all waiver wires. Um, and then just looking at their IR receivers, Jake Kumaro, definitely not interested in him. Jamison Crowder, I know you've probably dropped him everywhere. Is he still just a drop for you, or would you still be interested in holding on to Crowder? Uh, both Kumaro and Crowder are free agents, so I think they're both definite gone. cloggers gone. Okay. That's kind of what I thought as well. I don't think I – I think I have maybe one Crowder on a deep, deep uh, league for uh, IR spot, but nothing more than that. And then the tight ends, Dawson Knox, uh, finally had his big game last week. Um, yeah, I'm still, I'm still interested in Dawson Knox. He's just one of those borderline tight end one, you know, high end tight end twos. You're not going to know when to play him every single week. Um, but yeah, you know, Knox, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with keeping Quentin Morris. Um, he's come on the last, the season kind of really taken over that backup role. You know, uh, shallow leagues, obviously not. Really deep leagues um, that have some t- heavy tight end premiums, some 1.75s, uh, start two tight end leagues. I don't mind um, having Quinton Morris, but obviously, like, I'd rather have a running back over him, stuff like that. But Quinton Morris is just a name I'm, I'll keep on my radar. And then Tommy Sweeney as well. He's was the backup last year, but hasn't done anything this year. Quinton Morris has gone over him. So, yeah, Tommy Sweeney I'm not interested in at all. Uh, but what are your thoughts on Quinton Morris? Yeah, so Quinton Morris was a UDFA uh, 2021. This is his second year. But, yeah, he's done what you've expected. He's gone from UDFA practice squad to now he's the clear backup. He started a couple games when Knox was out. Uh, almost a seven Raz score, so he's right on the fringe. Um, I agree. This is one of those, uh, this has to be the right format, but I'm stashing a ton of Quentin Morris. I think he's actually a really interesting stash because here's the thing. like Knox is good. Knox is going to be the clear starter. They signed Knox to a massive contract, so he's going to be the starter. I actually think Knox is a really good dynasty buy for that reason. You know what you're getting. You're getting something between tight end five and 15, but he could have six blow-up weeks, you know? So I think Knox is what he is, but Morris is a backup. Like Morris is a little undersized. He's like, he's not as athletic as Dawson Knox, 
Uh, so he doesn't really fit the true like alpha tight end profile. Like he's only six two. I typically don't like small tight ends like that. Uh, but he's got a pretty good RAS score and he's on a good offense. So yeah, Knox is one. It just has to be the right format. Like we're interested in Quentin Morris, but in a start one, 1. 1.5, 30 man rosters, like I really don't want to carry him unless I don't have a third tight end, you know, like I don't want to pick him up and be like, oh, I have seven tight ends. Cause at some point you're going to need to cut those guys and you'd rather just have running backs at this point. So that's my thoughts on, on Morris and that Sweeney. Yeah. Sweeney's not athletic and uh, got passed by Morris. Right. So he's gone. And on their practice squad, I know as a guy that you have been interested in in the past is Zach Davidson. So I'll let you talk about him. Yeah. No? You can, you can cut him. I mean, cool. I've cut him everywhere. And I was probably the one that had him in every league. If you looked, I was right. the only one that still had him. So he is one of those guys that could pop back up. You know, like you're five, he could pop back up. And you're like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean... We'll see. That's one to monitor over next summer. If they bring him back and he like makes the roster, you know what I mean? Like he could easily take over Quentin Morris. He's more of a prototypical receiving tight end. So you never know, but yeah, I'm not holding him into the off season only because I could, I guarantee we could pick up Zach Davidson in every single league. If we wanted the only one I'd have to fight for him is you. So mm-hmm. I'll just let him go. Cause I, that's another thing for me is if I know I can go get a guy at any point in like 10 leagues, why am I really carrying him? You know, like I might as well just kind of let him go. And then if there's ever a reason to go race and pick him up, I'll go pick him up. Yeah. And with Davidson, I think he just recently was on their practice squad. I don't, I don't think he's been on there all year, but it wouldn't shock me if we come next year to training camp and Davidson is the backup and Quentin Morris is the third. It's like Quentin Morris was an undrafted guy as well. The only reason I think he has the advantage right now is he's been there for two years and knows the system and has got on the field, obviously, with Josh Allen, has some chemistry with him. But come offseason, like Davidson's talent could overtake Quentin Morris pretty easily. So, Well, um, Davidson is the typical like true tight end. 6'6", right. 250, even more athletic than Quentin Morris, but he was raw. Like he played at a division two school and he was thin coming in. I mean, he was six, seven, two forty. Like that's thin. You know what I mean? Like that, that's really thin for a six, seven tight end. So he probably needed to bulk up. He probably physically wasn't ready to play, but he saw some action with like Minnesota when he first came in. Like he, I, I think he's a guy that could surface in a year or two. So I'm still interested. Yeah. Just a name to keep on the, uh, the back burner there for sure. All right, so next up is going to be the Miami Dolphins, uh, starting at the quarterback position to attack of Viola. Obviously, a, probably a top 12 dynasty quarterback at this point. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, he'll be a free agent at the end of the year. Uh, I'm still interested in Teddy Bridgewater. That's, that's one of those types of quarterbacks. If he happens to still be out there, I will go ahead and still keep stashing him. Like... I'll probably get another like high end backup job somewhere next year. So that's kind of what I'm expecting for Teddy. Um, Skylar Thompson, that's a guy that you've liked, um, has a really good shot to be Miami's backup next year. And with two as you know, has had some injuries in the past. Skylar Thompson's definitely a guy who has shown, um, he's shown a little bit like he's not like a complete waste of uh, a player out there. So Skylar Thompson, definitely a guy that we could look at um, still keeping, I believe. Um, And then just looking at their um, 
practice squad. I don't see anybody on there and not seeing a quarterback on their IR. But yeah, go ahead. Talk about Teddy and Skyler. Well, I mean, I covered them both on the Destination Dynasty show on quarterbacks. I mean, Teddy's a guy you probably keep because he signs as a backup somewhere else. Uh, and then Skylar Thompson, like I think they saw enough from Skylar Thompson. He's probably their backup next year in Miami. So it's actually a win-win if you had both and you were just trying to, there's probably teams that were carrying both Miami backups. Maybe they had two and they were carrying both Miami backups. Uh, but I think you have two guys in this uh, this team right now that you can keep besides two. So I think you just keep all three. Some might not keep Skyler, but I, I'm, I've been picking up Skyler for that reason. Uh, just because I think he was an intriguing prospect. I mean, not that we love Matt Waldman, but he kept saying Skylar Thompson was his number one quarterback in the class. And like that has some weight to where like, okay, you combine that with the fact he actually got on the field and the team played him. I know it was an emergency, but like he has some reps now, you know, like that's earned you enough to say, we're going to give you another year. So I'm actually, that's a guy I would look on my waiver wire to see if it gets dropped because I can see people dropping them for that reason. So yeah, like both of them. Okay. Yep, I agree with all that. Uh, running back. So we have probably a lot of these guys are free agents. Uh, Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson. Uh, I believe Wilson's a free agent. I'm not sure on Mostert. They're all free agents except for Salvin Ahmed. Okay. Salvin Ahmed, uh, he got in last week, and he was clearly the third running back um, on this team. With Wilson out, he actually moved up to the number two spot, scored a touchdown. Ahmed's been with them for, you know, three or four years now at this point. Um, I really liked Ahmed. I, I think he can play in the league. So that's a guy I keep stashing everywhere as long um, as well as Miles Gaskin. So Gaskin will be a free agent at the end of the year as well. I think Miles Gaskin is really talented and he could be easily a number two on a lot of teams and be like that pass catcher. He's decent in the run game. He's not like a world beater or anything, but Ahmed and Gaskin are two guys I still absolutely love. I think they can both play in the league and have uh, some success. So I'm stashing those guys everywhere right now. Would you agree? Yep. This whole backfield, uh, all four of them right now, if you have them, they're all guys you keep. So it doesn't really matter where they go. You're, you probably like the fact Miles Gaskin is a free agent just because he has a chance to go somewhere where there's not, you know, this depth chart that's in front of him. But you can also say the fact that he's never really gotten the chance this year over Salvin Ahmed or, you know, they had Chase Edmonds. They got rid of him and just brought in another guy. So, you know, it could be this wasn't this regime didn't want Miles Gaskin to begin with. And he was just there, you know, he's a body, but they never really thought he was good enough to give a, give a shot to. So mm-hmm. who knows? I think, I know you're excited for him to go somewhere else. And he's also the kind of guy that if he's still an NFL free agent by August and he can't even get a crack, then you have to reassess why you're holding him. He probably just isn't any good, but you know, you're glad he's hitting free agency. And I think Ahmed, yeah, he probably is on their roster next year. You know, like he's on there three deep. I'm, I'm guessing he's probably the number three, mm-hmm. but he's there. And I think yeah. this is just like this year. This is a backfield. Anybody that's on their active roster, you want. So, yeah, hold all of them. Yeah, and I could, I could honestly see them bringing back both Mostert and Wilson, too. You know, that wouldn't shock me at all. Um, they could draft a guy as well. So who knows? Um, the only one on their practice squad and, and injured reserve right now is LaMichael P. Ryan actually ended up here. Um, on their practice squad. P. Ryan um, hasn't done anything in his whole career, basically, so I'm just not interested in him at all. I'm guessing you're the same way. Yep, that's one that uh, 
we've probably cut, not picked up, even though he's out there. But, you know, one of those names that still could resurface and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. Let's mm-hmm. go at him again. But, yeah, right now, not carrying him into the offseason. Right. Uh, all right, so wide receivers now for Miami. We got Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, obviously top guys in Dynasty. Um, Trent Sherfield has kind of taken over that slot role um, as like kind of like their de facto starter. Sherfield, I think he's a roster clogger. Like even being the third wide receiver on Miami just hasn't meant anything this year. With even with the amount of times they throw the ball, it's just still all Waddle and Tyreek basically. So Sherfield. Outside of like deeper forty man roster leagues, I'm fine with cutting. Same with Cedric Wilson Jr. I know he got the big contract. Um, he got that contract before they t- traded for Tyreek as well. So I wish I bet they kind of regret paying him that much money. Uh, but even then, he still can't even beat out Trent Sherfield. So Cedric Wilson is definitely a cut for me. River Craycraft definitely a cut. Um, Eric Ezukanma, I know Scott laughs at me for still carrying him. He can't even, he's inactive every single week. They actually bring up a practice squad guy that's a rookie over him. Uh, but I still like the talent. If I have a taxi squad spot, a real deep league spot, I'm still fine with carrying him and kind of hoping maybe in the second year he can maybe crack that slot receiver role. Uh, probably a long shot. But this is just a guy that I like personally. Scott will probably laugh at me and say he's a roster clogger. Just drop him. And then other wide receivers uh, on the practice squad, Braylon Sanders, that was the one that I was talking about that they bring up um, that has actually played. He's a rookie. Probably not somebody I'm interested in, but he's right there with Ezukanma. Like, he's actually played over Ezukanma. So you got to kind of uh, respect it a little bit. Just a name to keep on your radar, not somebody I want to keep. Uh, Deshaun Hamilton actually ended up there. That's a kind of a blast from the past um, from the Broncos. Um, he had a major knee injury two years ago now. I'm not uh, not interested in him either. Uh, nobody else on the practice squad there. And on their IR, I'm not seeing any wide receivers either. But go ahead and talk about the wide receivers. No, you covered it. Uh, Sherfield's a free agent, so he'll be gone. Uh, I'm guessing this is a team that probably brings in another receiver of some sort. So you can decide what you want to do with Ezekanma and Cedric Wilson because they're both going to be there. So, I mean, that's probably 50-50 to see which one wins that job. And then they're probably going to battle with somebody else. Yes, and they're going to bring in another receiver. So they're both roster cloggers to me. I mean, I'm a little less liberal than Eric is on on that. So I'll just get rid of those guys. Eric can keep all his Eric Ezekanmas. And then decide, you know, next next August. Oh yeah, I probably should have cut this guy. But right, I think they're in the uh, the same situation as the Bills guys. Like you might be able to throw them into a trade. And literally, when I say throw them into a trade, it's like literally throw them into the trade and feel like you got a win out of it, even if you get nothing back. Like, hey, Eric, you want to do a trade? Sure, let's do a one for one here. I'll throw in Cedric Wilson. And guess what? You won with. I won that deal because I got rid of Cedric Wilson. Yeah, I I didn't win because I got anything for him. I won because now you have him. You've taken him when I didn't want him. So, like that's (laughs) that's how low you're going trying to get rid of these guys. Like you literally throw them into deals and just spray and pray. But yeah, right. All right, now the tight ends. Uh, Mike Gusecki. He was on the franchise tag this year. Free agent this year, unless they franchise tag him again, which I really don't think they will. They have not used him at all this year. Goner than gone. Yeah, he's been one of the biggest disappointments. 
um, at the tight end spot this year for sure. But, hey, this is might be a great time to actually buy him. I know Scott's talked about actually buying him during the season because he is going to go somewhere else. So we don't see him back here. And if he goes somewhere that could really use his um, skill set really well, like if Dallas doesn't bring back Dalton Schultz and Gasecki went there, I would love that spot for Gasecki. Um, I'm sure there's a couple other spots like uh, I mean, this happened with Evan Ingram. They phased him yeah. out at the end, and then all of a sudden he goes somewhere else that has a clue how to use him, and that's why you pick him up. I'm not I'm right. the sucker that held him all year. Right. Right. Even Eric can acknowledge, hey, maybe I'll buy him when it's February. <laughs> but I'm not keeping him during the season because what the hell's the point? Right. So I think after the season here before free agency kicks off is the perfect time to buy him. Uh, right before free agency, before he finds a new spot, anywhere is going to be better than where he was this year. Like literally anywhere. I don't even care if he goes to, you know, uh, just anywhere. Like Travis Kelsey's backup in Kansas City. Like I'll still even take him there. Like it's just better than where he was this year. So uh, Gusecki is definitely a buy for me that I'm going to try and maybe pick up a couple shares of in some tight end leagues uh, that I could use him. Well, and uh, I think. This offense is one, at least this year, they've kind of shown they don't really use the tight end. So maybe that was the tight ends that they had, but that, this will be one interesting to see what, what they do in free agency. Because are they fine just rolling out the Hunter Long and Durham Smythe? You know what I mean? Like, are they fine just rolling out guys? So you can continue. But this right. might be one of the offense. They just don't use a tight end. Yeah, it just doesn't they could, matter. They could just, just use them just for blocking purposes, and that's really it. Um, the other ones, like we talked about there, Durham Smythe, uh, he might actually be a free agent. I don't even know. Um, nope. Tan- only Gusecki and um, Shaheen are, are free agents. The others okay. are signed. Okay. Uh, Tanner Connor, that was a uh, a rookie that they brought in. He's actually um, played over Hunter Long this year, which is surprising. Um, you know, this coaching staff did not have draft Hunter Long in the previous regime with uh, Brian Flores. Um, but yeah, Harlong, I, I liked the talent. I, I drafted a lot of him, but I think it's two years of just absolutely nothing. So I think I'm unfortunately out on all my Hunter Longs. He's already been gone for me already. Um, and then looking at the, uh, practice squad, they don't have any on their practice squad, but they have two on their IR right now, which is Adam Shaheen and Seaton Carter. They already tried to get rid of Shaheen, but he failed this physical with the, I think it was Houston. Um, and then Shaheen got sent back and there's just been IR all year. So we, we liked Shaheen when he came out as well. I think injuries and all that have kind of derailed his career. He's going to be on his third team now in his career coming up uh, if he signs somewhere, but not something I'm interested in. And Seaton Carter, same thing. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm out on Hunter Long, but he kind of might fit in the same mold as Mike Gusecki to where, like, obviously they don't value him. He actually feels like a more typical tight end that they would want, uh, but he hasn't been able to get on the field. Like you said, like they've put everybody on the field over him. So he's one maybe you have to wait. I haven't cut him. In the formats where tight ends matter, I still want Hunter Long. He has a good profile, so I'm okay not dumping him just yet. Uh, Tanner Connor is interesting. Uh, 8.87 RAS score. The issue with Tanner Connor is he's uh, too small. 6'3", 225. He was a wide receiver in college. So that's a guy that probably needs another year. But I think it is interesting that they've put him on the field already. 
And really, he probably just needs to get bigger and learn the position. But he's athletic. I mean, really, really athletic. So he's somebody to keep an eye on. He reminds me kind of, he's kind of like Jacob Harris before he shredded his knee. And Jacob Harris was a guy we kept for a year. So unless he would have suffered that big injury, we would have probably still be stashing Jacob Harris because he probably would have got a shot with the Rams this year. So, yeah, still uh, Tanner Connor in those certain formats I would pick up. I think he's worth stashing. He's probably the one I would want to keep. But him and Hunter Long are both interesting. Right. Okay. Um, All right, so now on to the New England Patriots. So quarterback, obviously, Mac Jones is still there. Um like what it, I don't think he'll get traded, but there's always those stupid rumors that come around. I I don't think they would trade him, but you never know. Uh, they do have Bailey Zappi, who has who came in and was you know a revelation this year for them for a couple games, won them some big games. Uh, came into Cleveland and smacked us around. Um, looked pretty decent at just being thrown out there against Green Bay um, when Brian Hoyer got hurt. So, yeah, uh, Zappy's definitely a uh, backup I'm still holding on to for sure. That's one of the guys, uh, you know, I'm doing the roster, even in shallow leagues, like 25-man roster leagues, I'll still hold on to Zappy as long as it's super flex, obviously. Um, and then practice squad guys, um, Garrett Gilbert is on their practice squad, was Dallas's backup there for a couple years. Not somebody I'm interested in. He's obviously on every single waiver wire. And then the only other uh, quarterback – um, is Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer is going to be on every single waiver wire too. Not somebody I'm I'm worth um, worth holding. But what do you think about uh, Zappy and, and maybe Mac Jones? I mean, I guess you got to keep Zappy. He's if you're going to keep Skylar Thompson, you're going to keep Zappy. So I, I think you just keep you keep him if you have him. Okay. That's but I, I he's not better than Mac Jones. The offense they ran with him was basically dumbed down and catered for him. It. it is manufactured production. So I don't think he's a starter. I don't think he has any chance of starting, but he's a New England backup. We've seen backups for them come in and produce before. So if you have him, you, you're going to keep him. Right. I mean, he he looked when he, he looked fine when he came in. Yeah, it might have just, you know, they schemed it up well for him. But it's not like Zappi was like a total zero as a prospect. He was still, you know, a pretty decent prospect um, coming out. So, you know, I'm, I'm definitely fine holding him. Uh, now onto the running back. So obviously Ramondre Stevenson. This will be his coming up on his third year next year. Uh, has been awesome for them. So Ramondre probably be a top fifteen dynasty running back going into the off season. Damian Harris. He'll be a free agent at the end of the season. I could definitely see Damian Harris getting another kind of role where he is right now um, with another team next year. Like. Uh, me and Scott had talked about it. They, the Bears don't bring back David Montgomery. Like he could go to Chicago and it'd be him and Khalil Herbert together. So I could definitely see that. Um, Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris. Pierre Strong, they obviously drafted. He'll be back there. Kevin Harris, uh, another pick of theirs. Both have gotten on the field here lately because of injuries. They haven't like um, smashed or anything, but I think they're just getting their feet wet. Like. Bill is one of those guys who does not like playing rookie running backs at all, unless it's just desperation time. Uh, so I think their second year, their value could go up a little bit. So I'm definitely holding on to Strong and Harris both. Um, and then looking at their injured uh, reserve and practice squad right now, uh, J.J. Taylor is still on their practice squad. 
you know, that's a guy, you know, especially with their injuries, I think he only played in like one or two games this year. Just still can't crack. He's a very small back. So Taylor's pretty much on every waiver wire. I'm not going to hold him into the offseason. Ty Montgomery, I I don't know what happened there. Like he was supposed to come in and be really good. Was only supposed to be out for, you know, a month maybe, but never even came back. Um, I'm just out on Ty Montgomery unless – I get some news during the training camp next year that he's like smashing again, but Ty Montgomery, I'm not holding either. Uh, would you agree with all those? Yeah. The only running back, like you mentioned, that's a free agent is Damian Harris. Everybody else is still signed. So, you know, I'm not keeping JJ Taylor. I'm not keeping Ty Montgomery, but everyone else I'm interested. So strong Harris, and then obviously Ramondre. But yeah, I'm interested in both Kevin Harris and uh, Pierre Strong. If they're out there, those are definitely the type of guys you pick up and uh, just see how things shake out. And I'm sure they're going to bring in another guy, another Pierre Strong or another Kevin Harris, or they're going to be a team that signs a guy and you're going to go, why the hell are the Patriots signing a running back when they have these guys? But, you know, you kind of got to keep them until that happens. So that's where we're at on the Patriots backfield. Ugly. All right, now the wide receivers. So Jacoby Myers, uh, their main slot receiver, he is a free agent. So he's probably, would you say, one of the top two, three receivers that are available in the free agency class this year? Yeah, I mean, it's a weak free agency class. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, he's by default, he's going to be one of those where you say, I don't think he's going to get Christian Kirk money, but he might only be a couple million dollars off of what Christian Kirk did. I mean, the highest valued receivers out there, if you're just looking at free agents, I mean, you're talking about Juju is probably the best one. And I assume he re-ups with Kansas City as long as they can come to an agreement on a deal, probably like a Allen Robinson type deal, like a three year, 45 million, something like that. Like, I think they want him, and I think he wants to be there. So I think that's one that comes off the market. After that, man, you're looking at Jacoby Myers. You're looking at DJ Chark. Like, don't be shocked if DJ Chark and Jacoby Myers get $15 million. You're like, holy shit. But like, that's the, those are the best mm-hmm. two out there. And right. they're both – the thing is, they're both young. They're both 26. Right. So so it's it's almost like going to be signing another Zay Jones type, you know, but probably better than them when they when he signed in free agency. But like that's right. It's like signing Corey Davis when he's a free agent. Remember when he got like 14 million a year and you're like, holy shit, they doesn't deserve that. And oh, yeah. like that's probably what it's going to be. Those two. And then yeah. there's a couple others. But like, God, there's a lot. I mean, Alan Lazard is probably one of the top three or four. Yeah. Good for so, him, man. He's going to get paid. So, and he, I mean, he'll probably not, he's not going back to green Bay and he'll probably get yep. paid somewhere. So that, but yeah, those are the, those are the top three. I'd say Chark, Lazard and uh, Jacoby Myers, assuming Juju doesn't hit free agency. So, yeah, I'd be really interested in uh, Jacoby Myers landing spot next year. If he goes somewhere that really utilizes that slot position, definitely interested in him. So we'll see what happens there. They also have Nelson Aguilar and Devonte Parker still, um, I think Aguilar is a roster clogger. Devontae Parker is probably a roster clogger. I, that was a guy that I talked about on this show uh, preseason that I thought maybe he could be the alpha there that Mac Jones really needed, and it just hasn't worked out like I thought it would. Um, but, yeah, Aguilar, Parker, a roster clogger is not guys I want to uh, hold in the offseason. Do you agree? Yeah, Aguilar actually is a free agent, and sadly is probably one of the top 
six receivers in free agency. Yeah, he's going to kind of sign somewhere as a deep threat and I just have empty targets, basically. Yeah, but but I mean, just the, the point is, yeah. like, you're cutting him, but, like, in free agency, don't be surprised if he gets, like, a two-year, $20 million deal, you know, and you're like, what yeah. the hell? Yeah. But, yeah, he's a roster clogger. I'm easily cutting him. Yep. Uh, Kendrick Bourne just hasn't worked out for him either. Um, he was a little bit above roster clogger status going into the season, had a really good season last year. I don't know what happened there. Did he get in the doghouse with Bill and just things haven't worked out all year? So roster clogger for sure, not holding him um, outside of deeper leagues. Uh, they also have Tyquan Thornton, who they draft in the second round. Um, I think once these guys clear out, Bournes, the Aguilars, the Parkers, um, if they get rid of those guys like Thornton, he's got a decent shot. Like I think he's just a step above roster clogger, but he has a next year that he's a roster clogger. So um, not, you know, I'll still hold on to him. Uh, shadow leagues, like 25 man, 27 mans. I could see where you cut him, but like 30, 35, 40 man roster leagues, probably still holding on to Tyquan Thornton. Don't you agree? Yeah. The only reason he's not a roster clogger is because it's only his first year. So yeah. there's, there's a little, Little wiggle room. There's a little value kind of built into the fact that he's still young. He is the perfect, the ones I've had, I've kind of thrown into deals where, you know, you give up a fourth and Thornton and get a third, like something like that. Or you throw into a trade and you just try to dump him. Like he's the perfect guy you throw in where someone could squint and say, oh, I got a little upside there. But really, he's probably roster clogger range. Right. And then uh, obviously Matt Slater, not somebody that you're picking up in fantasy. He's just a special teams player. Uh, looking at their practice squad, they have Scotty Washington. Uh, was that a guy that was on the Bengals? Uh, yes, he was. Okay, yeah. And then also Christian Wilkerson. Yeah, Christian Wilkerson. Yep. Um, yep, he's on their IR right now. Uh, Lynn Bowden Jr., that's a guy that uh, Belichick would absolutely love. That's like a Swiss Army knife. Um just hasn't hit in the NFL, unfortunately. A guy that Scott and I both liked coming out of Kentucky last year or a couple years ago. Uh, just hasn't worked out for him for whatever reason, but you know he should be on every waiver wire. Uh, Trey Nixon, that's a guy who's flashed in preseason a couple times, but just has never gotten onto the field. So another guy that should be on all waiver wires. And then I believe that is it. Nobody else on their IR, so... Yeah, any more thoughts on the wide receivers? Nope. Okay. Let's move on to Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith. Both are still under contract. Um, signed their big deals. I don't think anything changes there. Um, I could see them like maybe drafting a late-round tight end next year, uh, maybe picking up like a, a blocker type or something like that um, in free agency maybe. But uh, I think they just roll, they, they're they going to roll with Henry and, uh, and Johnny next year. And then on their um, practice squad is Matt uh, Sokol. Not something I'm interested in. And nobody on their IR right now. Yep, you're kind of just stuck with their tight ends. Like, the tight ends are better for the NFL than they are real life, and that's because the offense sucks. Yeah. So you could easily see, especially Hunter Henry, if this turns into a prolific offense, Hunter Henry's a he's Dawson Knox, you know? Like, he's the same kind of guy. It's just the offense is terrible, so there's really – there's not a lot of volume and the quality of the volume is low. So you just right. feel like you have dead, dead spots with these guys, but you can't cut them. Yep. Yeah. They're tight end twos. There's a whole gaggle of uh, tight end twos out there. So they're just kind of stuck in that one for now. 
All right, and final team of the AFC East, the New York Jets. Uh, so quarterbacks, Zach Wilson, obviously, uh, second overall pick from 2021. He's still going to be there, possibly, question mark. Um, we'll see what happens there. The Mike White is a free agent. Uh, obviously, you guys know that I'm a Mike White fan. I think he's better than Zach Wilson. I think he should be the starter there. We'll see what happens. I definitely could see them bringing him back because this team loves him. The coaching staff loves him. I could see him getting you know, a prolific uh, backup contract for quarterbacks, You know, two years, $20 million, give him $10 million a year or something like that to be their backup. And I think Mike White would sign that, especially knowing this roster, this group, this coaching staff. I think regardless of that, Mike White is going to be back with them unless he gets a starting job somewhere, which is possible, but probably highly unlikely. So I'm holding on to both Wilson and Mike White right now. Uh, Joe Flacco is the quarterback three. He's pretty much on all waiver wires besides for the guys that aren't paying attention that have been holding him all year, um, even though he's been inactive at times. Let Flacco go to free agency or your waiver wire, not somebody I'm interested in. And then looking at their practice squad, they still have Chris Strebler. Um, he's just a real try-hard guy, um, can make some things happen in your preseason DFS maybe, but outside of that, I don't ever see him being anything worthy in the NFL um, just on their, their roster right now and nothing on their IR. But, no, give us your uh, your thoughts on the Jets quarterbacks. Oh, well, I mean, obviously cut Flacco. That's one you should have cut a long time ago. Uh, we'll see what happens. I actually think there's a chance they don't bring back Mike White. You know why? Not because they don't like Mike White. Mike White is, he is a thorn in Zach Wilson's side, and they want Zach Wilson to succeed. I think bringing back Mike White could divide the locker room to a point where Zach Wilson never has a chance to thrive. You know, it's like kind of bringing back that temptation that you just don't want there. So I don't even think it's about the deal Mike White gets. I think they have to look long and hard and go, you know what? We can get Mike White back probably if we're willing to pay. But do we want to commit to that right away? Or do we want to just wait and maybe see? Maybe they can get a better quarterback. Like, I think there's a chance they could get a better guy. So I don't know if they I don't know if they bring back Mike White right away. Because mm. I do think if they bring back Mike White, there's going to be this drama between him and Zach Wilson like the rest right. of Wilson's career. You know, they don't want that. They want Wilson to be the guy. I know you don't think he's good, but like everything they do, they are screaming to put him in a position to be the guy. It's like, they don't want to cut bait short and then regret it. You know, I think they want to like, let him fail 10 times before they say, you know what? You're not the guy. Whereas Eric's out here going like, fuck it. He ain't the guy already. I can already tell. We'll get rid of him. Well, and that's what it is, is they're paying him this much money. They drafted this regime specifically drafted him second overall, this GM and it's basically their asses on the line for Zach Wilson. So I get it. Like, but there comes a point where you have to go, what's best for our franchise? And it's been Mike White. Like Mike White has led this team to wins. The team's behind him. They're rallying around him. Well, They're here's not- all I'll say. I agree with the, the latter about Mike White has led them to wins. If you don't think Zach Wilson is ready to be the starter, like some of the maturity stuff that we heard, right? then I think that's different than he stinks. If it's he's not ready to be the starter, he's not mature, he's not a leader, that's one thing. 
If it's just he sucks, the answer shouldn't be Mike White. The answer should be go get fucking Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? Oh, it yeah, should be I let's go get that. somebody good. Let's not just pay Mike White because he's there and he's better than Zach Wilson. If you've decided Zach Wilson stinks, it should be let's go get the best damn guy we can get because we're in like a two-year window where we can win now. Right, with their young defense coming around, all these young draft picks um, that they got last year. I agree with that. This is also another you know, connected dots, highly rumored spot for where Jimmy Garoppolo could land. He knows the coordinator. He knows the Robert Sala from obviously their San Francisco days. So yeah, you can connect the dots. Like I agree with you. If they don't bring back Mike White or Mike White gets a better um, job somewhere else next year, I could definitely see them signing Jimmy Garoppolo and they'll have Garoppolo and Wilson. So, well, I just think White, coming back is a sign that they believe in Zach Wilson and they're comfortable with this combo and they're comfortable navigating some of the drama that the combo can bring being together because the locker room likes Mike White. Whereas if they don't believe in Zach Wilson, then I think you got to let Mike White go and you got to search for a real upgrade because there isn't a world where you have Mike White and a starter that's better than him as your quarterback room. It's either... Zach Wilson's the starter with another backup or it's, you know, Zach Wilson is the backup to a guy you bring in. And in that case, you probably have crushed his trade value. You know, I think what you kind of want is them to trade Zach Wilson and then have Mike White and somebody else as kind of the, the tandem. You know what I mean? But I just, I doesn't feel like that doesn't feel like this is an organization that's ready to trade Zach Wilson. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we hear rumors of him getting traded, but it just doesn't feel like that's in the cards. I think it's either, he gets one more year to sink or swim and the backup could be who the hell knows who, or it's they're They're trying to make a big move. They're shopping with whoever could be moving it. They're shopping in the Lamar sweepstakes, the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes, like anybody that could be available, the Tom Brady sweepstakes, you know, like I, you could justify them being like, yeah, we're not going to bring back Mike white, but we're going to go make a run at Tom Brady for one year. Sorry, Zach, you're going to go sit on the bench. Like, they would put him on the bench for Tom Brady. You know what I mean? But that's it. I don't think they put him on the bench for, like, Jimmy G. Or re-signed Mike White to put Zach Wilson on the bench for him. I just say, you 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 kill the kid if you do that. And you kill his trade value. I mean, he's killing himself with the way he fucking plays. Yeah, but you're not talking. It's, it's not him. When I watched the Jets this year. Here like, we go. I, I've, I've seen them. I've seen all three of the quarterbacks, like. Flacco actually looked pretty decent at times. Mike White has looked really good at times. Zach Wilson has just never like wowed me at all this year. That that's kind of where I'm at. I'm just I mean Flacco was very bad. The only thing he did a lot was throw short passes. That's it. But like his 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 numbers were woeful. Like bottom bottom. Yeah, they weren't uh, yeah, I'm not saying like he he's better than he was better than Zach Wilson though. Is, he is wasn't my point. though. He wasn't. Uh, my, my would, Garrett Wilson shares say otherwise. You know where he was better for Zach Wilson? For <laughs> fantasy. Because he threw right. it 50 times a game and he helped the PPR numbers of everyone around him. <laughs> right, right. But for the actual Jets, no, he was terrible. All right. So okay. there is, a, there is a difference. Mike White was kind of the best of both. Mike White was better and he helped your fantasy weapons. So I think we're a little biased on, you know, who was good or who's not. I agree, I agree with you. I kind of wish they would just go to a guy like Mike White that helped. I mean, you and me don't get, we don't give a fuck about the New York Jets. I could give a shit less who their quarterback is. 
I, give me the quarterback that will support fantasy weapons, right? I'm yeah. sick of having Elijah Moore's and Tyler Conklin's and going up. I can't even play these guys. So exactly my point is why I, I'm not on the Zach Wilson bandwagon anymore. Okay, but we're I talking a chance. We're talking what they're going to do from a real I, NFL yeah. standpoint versus what we want for fantasy. Sure, we want 55 attempt check down Charlie, where everyone eats in PPR. Yes, we love that, but. That's not going I, to win. So, I agree with you. They just got to commit to Mike White and they'll win. I agree. Thank you for agreeing with me. Okay. All right. So enough of our 10-minute talk on the Jets quarterbacks. I knew that was going to fucking happen. Uh, so running backs. Obviously, Brees Hall. I'll just start with him. He's on IR. Hopefully, he's back and training camp and everything like that goes smoothly. But don't expect him to play in uh, training camp or preseason at all. He's just going to be worked back in slowly. You're praying that he's ready for hope day, um, but it's not a guarantee or anything. It's, he's probably going to have a slow first month um, and all that, but still interested in Bruce Hall. He's still probably a top 10 running back in Dynasty. Uh, the backups. So Zonovan Knight, he's come on the last couple weeks. It's a guy that me and Scott both have pretty much held on to all year, even when he was inactive every single week or on the practice squad. That was a guy I still held on to. He's shown that he can play in this league, and I think he's definitely um, a backup next year for them. So Zonovan Knight still holding on to in uh, every league that I can. Michael Carter, same thing. Um, they liked, they like him. He just hasn't had a, a good of year as he did last year. I think he's more of just a guy than he was like a, oh, okay, I can maybe start this guy as a flex play every week. Um, I just, I don't think he's um, quite there anymore. So, but guy I'm still going to hold on to. Ty Johnson, he had a couple of his shots um, this year. Probably a guy that, he has a pulse, so I'll probably hold him into the offseason in deeper leagues, shallow leagues he can go. James Robinson, that's one we'll have to have a conversation on. Um, I think with a, another year removed from the Achilles injury, um, an offseason to where he can rehab normally and do his normal conditioning and working out and all that, I think James Robinson could have um, a little bit of a bounce back next year. It's probably a guy you can get very cheap in trades. Like you could probably get like a fourth round pick for him. Um, you know, buy him for a fourth round pick, and I don't mind that. I'll, I'll stash a couple of him, but I'm not going to go crazy and and go acquire him in every single league. But in a few certain spots, that's a guy that I I won't mind um, having a couple shares of. And then just looking at um, their practice squad and injured reserve, the only guy was Brees Hall. So go ahead, talk about the running backs. Well, I'll just hit everything right now. So uh, the only skill player on the entire Jets roster that is a free agent is Ty Johnson. Every tight end and every receiver is still under contract. So just keep that in mind when Erica's over the receivers. But yeah, I'm keeping Ty Johnson. He's probably the guy you hope just makes a team coming out of camp next year. But yeah, he's a, he's a guy I'll keep. Like there probably could have been better spots than the Jets. You know, they kept him kind of under wraps, you know, with Zonovan and him as the number three and number four. And obviously if Brees would have been there, you probably would have never gotten to Zonovan Knight. You probably would have never gotten anything from Ty Johnson. James Robinson would have never been on the roster. So like a lot of movement happened. Uh, but Ty, they still kept Ty on the roster the whole year. You know, even when they traded for James Robinson and brought Zonovan up, like he was still involved. So yeah, he's a guy on roster, but yeah, he's the only one that's a free agent. That actually helps his stock a little bit. 
Yeah, I would. I think you agree in shallow leagues. Ty Johnson's not it. Uh, what do you think about the James Robinson stuff? Do you think he could have a, a little bit of a bounce back next year, or are you just not interested? Would you drop him in shallow leagues, stuff like that? Oh, man, the, the only problem with James Robinson is he's probably going to still be on the Jets. So, I mean, he's a restricted free agent, which means someone will have to pay basically them to take him. You know what I mean? Like someone will have to want James Robinson. So I think he's back with the Jets. The fact they traded for him, like I think they might just keep him in. He's this year's on of a night where they kind of just keep him on the back burner, you know, as insurance for Brees. So I think I'm more interested in James Robinson if he went somewhere else. But I think there's a really good shot. He's just, he just on the Jets. And if he's still on the Jets, that that becomes a that's a messy backfield when Brees comes back, isn't it? Yeah, I mean they would have Brees, Zonovan, Michael Carter, and James Robinson, so they probably would just keep all four. I don't see them. Well, that's what they did in, this year. Yeah, they're they not had four. bringing in any undrafted guys. They're not signing anybody. They're not going to draft anybody. So that's kind of where I would see that one. And this will be the team that when we get to May. They still have those four, and they fucking draft a guy in the fourth round, and we're like, yeah. what the hell? Yeah, they'll draft like Sean Tucker that everybody loves. Yep. yep. So maybe right. maybe, maybe James Robinson goes somewhere else. Maybe someone in restricted free agency signs him. Um, I know they can put a, they can put the original tender on him too, so like it won't cost a lot, but I think that will be telling if a team comes after him and is willing to pay him, you know, whatever the hell it'll have to be couple million dollars you know what i mean right but but honestly i'm not sure the nfl with the, how many good running backs are in free agent th- free agency this year and how many are in the draft I, i'm guessing most boards don't even have james robinson like in the top fucking 20 you know what i mean right. like if i doubt I can, he's a guy we're going oh we need to get that guy you know like yeah if i can get him as a throw in in a trade or I can fuck around and trade a fifth round pick fourth round pick maybe for him in a couple spots just to take a shot um, I'm okay with it, but like, I'm not like going out and seeking it. Like, could you sell him for a third? No, I don't think. Could you buy him for a roster clogger? You could maybe like trade like, uh, like, like what? Uh, just, just, Isaiah I know we're McKenzie for him. I, yeah, I was just thinking Isaiah McKenzie. Doesn't it have to be like, could you trade David Bell for him? You could. Yeah. But I don't know. If I, you're biased, so you wouldn't trade David, David Bell. Bell. But yeah, like like that's the kind of move you make, and people go, "What what angle do you have? Why are you trading, you know, mm. Khalil Shakir for James Robinson?" And right. it's it's simple. We've kind of gone over the logic, but yeah, that's how you acquire him. I don't even know if I'd want to pay a fourth because you know there's yeah. going to be running backs in the fourth that you're going to rather draft yeah, than him. I'd rather have. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, I get it. Yeah, you probably want to trade or. Roster clogger receiver. If you're just too heavy on those wide receivers on your roster and you just need to get somebody, uh, you know, a couple other running backs, that's uh, not a bad strategy to try out. Wide receivers here Garrett Wilson, obviously, super stud wide receiver, top 15 dynasty receiver, in my opinion. Uh, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, all three of those guys are going to be back. Hopefully, Mike White's the starter and keeps these guys rolling. Otherwise, if it's Zach Wilson, uh, and then Braxton Berrios still there. He just signed a new contract last year. I think Berrios is a roster clogger guy that I still have on a couple rosters just because I'm biased and I like him. Uh, but if it's Zach Wilson out there, it's you probably can just cut him. Denzel Mims, 
he stayed around for a couple years here. He's asked for trades. He got some playing time this year when Corey Davis was hurt. Still a roster clogger to me. I'm not interested in in him. Jeff Smith, another roster clogger that they've had around for a while. Um, decent player, but he's just never going to be a fantasy uh, guy that you want. And looking at the practice squad, Deontay Spencer. Not even sure who that is, to be honest. Um going to be a roster clogger Irvin Ir, uh, Charles another one roster clogger um, and then looking at uh, they have Rodney Adams who was on the NFI list um, he was a Bears um, UDFA from two years ago that hit in, in um, preseason but hasn't done anything since so he's a roster clogger as well and Scott what are your thoughts on the uh, wide receivers here well I mean not a lot of movement expected here unless they decide to move on from like Corey Davis, but like they essentially have their receivers still locked and loaded for next year. It's still going to be Elijah Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, Braxton Berrios. Like they're all still here. They're still all under contract. So, and the thing about Corey Davis and Braxton Berrios is they're probably too good to not give any reps to, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're annoying enough to where, like you really do need the offense to be this, you know, San Francisco type attack where there's 40 pass attempts and decent efficiency for all these guys to be good. Otherwise, Garrett Wilson certainly isn't a wide receiver one and none of the other guys are playable and we haven't even gotten to the tight ends. But like, yeah, so yeah, it's... don't. It, and this is one of those teams where and we didn't I didn't even mention Mims like Mims is still there, too. So, like, this is one of those teams, like, beware if this team, like, then fucking doubles down and drafts a receiver. Like, this is the team that drafts a receiver, like, in round three that's not good enough to be good for fantasy, but is annoying enough that the team's going to play it, you know? So, it's just it's not a great, uh, very volatile situation going forward, I think. Yeah, I agree with that. And it, I think it just a lot depends on who's going to be the signal caller for them. You know, it's basically what it boils down to. If if they do sign Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm back in on, you know, still liking Garrett Wilson. I like Elijah Moore. I like Corey Davis with, with Garoppolo. Obviously, with Mike White, I like him. If it's with Zach Wilson, though, I still like Garrett Wilson, but Elijah and Corey Davis are... Elijah's probably above roster clogger. Corey Davis probably in the same boat, but could be a roster clogger, so... Um, and then tight ends, Tyler Conklin, CJ Uzama, both of them signed big free agent contracts this past off season. Both are going to be staying right there where they're at. Um, but they're tight end twos, you know, nobody you can really count on. Uh, they still have Kenny Yaboa who they had, um, from undrafted uh, a couple years ago, you know, athletic tight end. Just, I don't think he's ever going to crack the uh the starting lineup with the guys ahead of him so roster clogger jeremy rucker now that's a guy people still are holding on to just because he was drafted as a third round pick but this is my whole reason for not drafting him at all last year was they did sign conklin and uzama before the draft rucker was going to basically redshirt this whole year anyways and they're still going to redshirt next year because these two guys are going to be there again next year so what's the point of holding on to Ruckert? I can just pick him up at another point in time um, if he ever does become the starter for cheap, like that offseason before he's uh, going to be the starter or whatnot. So Ruckert, to me, is a roster clogger outside of super, super deep leagues. Like, 
even at 40 man roster leagues, I don't think I'm going to carry him. Um, Maybe if a taxi squad spot where I don't have to waste a spot, okay, I can maybe see it. But even then, I'd rather use that spot on a running back or a wide receiver I like. So, uh, yeah, I'll get I'll get your thoughts on on Ruckert here in a second. And the other tight ends, looking over their practice squad, they got nobody on it, and their um, IR spots nobody. So, yep, go ahead and talk about the tight ends. No, well, you nailed it with Conklin and Uzama. They're going to be there. Uh, Ruckert's probably going to be the number three. It is a little concerning. Like, literally, he's not even done a thing this year. Like, there hasn't even been a sniff that, like, he's even pushing for a role at all, you know? So, I think you still keep him. I think he was always a long-term play. He was always, like, a year three, year four. Like, hopefully he can start eating into one of the other tight ends next year. Cause he's probably better than CJ Uzama and Tyler Conklin just from a profile standpoint. But like those guys were solid NFL players that got paid. So they're not going to be put on sidelines for a guy like Ruckert, unless he just shows he, he demands that he needs to be on the field. So like he's barely played. So like I'll still stash him, but it has to be one of those high leverage tight end formats. So it's pretty simple. Yeah. And I just can't get behind holding a guy for, over two years and doesn't touch the field. And that's kind of where Ruckert is and is, is going to be in his career. So, yeah, just going to cut him. All right, now on to the Baltimore Ravens. So first team here in the AFC North. Obviously, Lamar Jackson, we know about his contract status. Is he going to resign? Is he going to be traded? Is he going to be franchised? I'm guessing he's probably going to be franchised is where I'm thinking this is going. Um, but yeah, it's going to be the saga of Lamar this off season. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Tyler Huntley, I, you can tell us if he's a free agent or not. Um, uh, but I th- would think that's a guy that they would like to bring back in some capacity. Um, they have Anthony Brown and Brett Hundley on their, uh, practice squad right now. Anthony Brown has been used as the backup, uh, with Huntley, um, the last couple of weeks. So Anthony Brown would be the guy that I would prioritize there. Uh, probably still not holding on to him. Like I know some people have probably picked up Anthony Brown in case Huntley was hurt here. Uh, but yeah, I would go ahead, drop him, drop Hundley if you had uh, him still for some reason. And then just looking at their IR spots, nobody on there. So yeah, anything on the Baltimore quarterbacks? No, so Lamar is obviously an unrestricted free agent. He definitely is going to get franchise tagged. And then Huntley is a restricted free agent. You know, I thought there was a chance that they might not be able to just easily get him back. You know, if they put a a low tender on him, I could easily see someone signing him as a potential like bridge starter or a backup. You know what I mean? Like I could see that be the type of guy that maybe like Buffalo signed instead of Case Keenum, something like that. But man, he, and maybe it's just not fair to judge him, but he's been so bad this year when he's played. Like, I don't know if the NFL views him the same way that they did before these last three games, you know, like, I don't think people watch him and go, man, that's a future starter. So I actually think the way that he's played probably gets him back to Baltimore cheaper. And then it just depends on what happens with Lamar. I, I think Huntley is a backup. I mean, a lot of people thinking, oh, he might start somewhere. Like, no, probably not. But I think he's a guy you still hold on to for the exact reason that he's played. I mean, he started like six games the last two years, you know. And really, the reason he's probably struggling more so now is because there's nothing around him. So I think he's probably back in Baltimore. I also think if they were to get rid of Lamar, though, they're they're a team that brings in somebody. That's yeah. a team that makes a run at like if they were to make the big move, like we've talked about with Lamar, to franchise tagging him and trading him. That's a team that I could easily see paying Geno Smith or someone like that 
You know, like they would rather pay Geno Smith 30 million a year and then they get three first rounders for Lamar. And then that would be a dangerous fucking team. You know what I mean? Like that'd be a team I'd go, damn, I'm a little worried now because I think they don't want to pay a quarterback what they have to pay Lamar. That's what I've been saying the whole time. Like I think they're, they're the way they run their organization, they're sitting there going, dude, if we pay this guy 50 million, we haven't been able, I mean, you listen to that ringer show that I posted in the, the discord, like they made some great points on that show. The Ravens haven't even been able to build an offense around him with Lamar and a rookie deal. I what think, makes you think they're going to build an offense around him when they're paying him 50 million? Right. I think the big hold up here is Lamar is looking at the Watson contract and saying, I want all of it guaranteed. And if I don't get that, then I'm not signing. I think the Ravens, I mean, it's been reported, you know, the the offers they have given him, you know, are up there with the, with the best quarterbacks in the league. It's just not fully guaranteed. I think it was 130 million, which is less than Russell Wilson and less than Kyler Murray. So he's okay. looking at he, those he, two going like, yeah. these guys fucking suck. Russell Wilson stinks. Look what yep. he got paid. I'm better than Kyler. Look what he got paid. Exactly. So like, if you're not going to come to me with 80% of it guaranteed and all you're offering me is 20% less than Russ and Kyler, why would he sign that? Yeah, exactly. I agree with that. So he needs to get that bumped up above Russell and Kyler. I agree with that 100%. So, well, it, the ball's in Baltimore's court. They got to make a play. Otherwise, I think I think what it ultimately ends up to is is they end up franchising him and we'll see where it goes from there. So, and uh and they but, may not be smart enough to try to trade him, but like I have to believe there's teams out there that would pay him the the Jajon deal or more than what Baltimore's paying him. Mm-hmm. And would pay Baltimore to take them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I think that, that's what I I don't even like the Ravens. I think as a, a Browns fan and a Bengals fan, I'm not scared of Baltimore paying Lamar fifty million. The way that he runs, and the way they haven't been able to build an offense around him, that's not a team that scares me. Yeah, let's let's get the Jets and the Ravens together. Zach Wilson to the Ravens, Lamar to to the Jets. And. Um, I mean, I mentioned the Geno Smith idea because I could see Baltimore liking a guy like Geno Smith because he is mobile enough that he could probably run their same offense. And that's the other thing. Are they going to run the same offense? Because their offense right now sucks. So, like, yeah, I wonder if they get rid of Greg Roman finally. I think maybe it's kind of time, but it's not really all their fault. Like, like, I don't think all of this is Huntley's fault that he completely sucks. Like last year, he had Andrews and Bateman when he was playing there at the end of the last year and was looking good. He doesn't have a fucking none of these wide receivers that we're going to talk about. They're all roster cloggers. I don't want any of them. Well, other than I, Bateman, I mean Hollywood Brown said he wanted out because the offense yeah. sucks. It's the yeah. scheme sucks for receivers, so he was That's the one that was I'm genius thinking. to get the hell out of there. Because you really think his stock would have gone up playing in this offense this year? Right. That's why I'm thinking. Um, you know, they need to maybe, you know, get get rid of uh, this Greg Roman and, and move on and get a new offense. So we'll see. I just uh, think they're the most dangerous if they were to get that haul for Lamar and then they make a run at, yep. you know, like Geno Smith and they give him a massive like two year deal, which would still be way less than what they would have had to pay if they franchise tag Lamar. You know, like in. Right. That could be the kind of guy where you're like, damn, I'm actually worried about because the thing with the Ravens is like they're smart. They will hit on those draft picks. You know what I mean? Like they're smart at building. It's just I don't know if they know how to build when they have a quarterback on this contract. So that this is the most fascinating offseason situation. So continue. 
there ain't much else to talk about. Yeah, no. So we'll we'll hit the running backs. J.K. Dobbins, obviously, probably an RB two um, dynasty wise. You know, borderline if he has a good off season and training and all that could be an RB one. But he's had two good weeks in a row after missing that whole you know uh, six weeks or whatever it was um, in the middle of the season. There, he's come back and and looked fine, just a little gimpy and all that. But he's he's produced so. I think no matter what, they're going to have two or three extra running backs just like they did this year alongside Dobbins. I don't think it's ever going to be Dobbins. We're going to run you up there 25 times a game. So I don't see that happening. They still have Gus Edwards. I'm guessing I think he's back for another year. You can correct me on that. Uh, Justice Hill, he's a free agent. I'm guessing Justice Hill will probably walk and go somewhere else. Kenyon Drake, um, I'm not sure if he's got an extra year there. Um, but Kenyon Drake's still a guy that I'm going to hold on most rosters. He's going to end up summer next year and still be good. Gus Edwards, same thing. I think he, he'll end up somewhere if it's not back with Baltimore. Justice Hill, he's borderline. Shallow leagues, probably not. 30-man, 30 35-, 40-man rosters. You know, in, in leagues, me and Scott are in, like, waiver wire is pretty bare like you're just looking for any running back and sometimes he's like okay i can maybe see us he gets a second chance somewhere and i'll just stash him uh but he's like the very last person on my roster and then looking at the uh waiver or the uh practice squads uh they still have tyler Beatty with all the running back injuries and all the mismatch they've had there this year and Beatty still can't get on the field Probably a roster clogger, probably somebody that you want to just uh, leave on waiver wires everywhere, just like he has been this year. Um, kind of disappointing that he hasn't gotten a shot, especially with all their injuries. And then looking at the uh, IR, not seeing any running back. So go ahead with your running back thoughts. Yeah, so I agree with you with Justice Hill. He's a free agent. Kenyon Drake's a free agent. So both of those guys will be gone. I'm still holding Kenyon Drake because I think he probably latches into another spot where he has a chance to make a roster. So he's the perfect type that will get dropped. Uh, still worth holding. Justice Hill, honestly, I've passed Justice Hill up on – I've barely picked him up this year. Yes. And that's yeah. when you knew he was getting some carries. So, like, he's not – I mean, he's honestly a kind of guy I could see the Ravens bringing back as just, like, we know you and we'll – give you one more shot you know what i mean yeah some cheap one year one million dollar deal or something yeah if that so yeah i'm not really interested in justice hill i mean i guess you could do worse you never know he might be one of those guys that is better further away from the achilles you never know mm. but he really wasn't any good before he tore his achilles so it's not like you're coming back to right. oh yeah this guy was a thousand yard back you know before he got hurt so yeah i'm still keeping drake tyler Beatty's a tough one like I've picked him up and I've him on any rosters right now. I mean, I've picked him up a couple times, but then I sit there and I go, you know, some of these UDFAs that never got a shot this year. I know the three to come to mind are Deshaun Corbin before Kennedy Brooks, Deshaun Corbin, Tyler Goodson, Tyler Beatty. Like I still have those guys on some teams Yep. and they literally haven't ever gotten called up. None of the four have ever even gotten a chance. And some of their backfields have had like every player injured and they still haven't gotten a chance. So, and then you look at some of the guys that are playing over them and you're going Patrick Taylor, Gary Brightwell, you know what I mean? So yeah, like I think you could justify cutting all those guys, but I mean, if he can't find anybody else, then I guess you can carry Tyler Beatty, but yeah. yeah. And just, you know, just hope maybe next year it breaks right for him, but 
Um, you know, we've, we've seen, you know, uh, running backs in their second year um, come back up. Uh, like Tony Jones is the same thing with the Saints a couple years ago. He first year wasn't really anything. Second year, he cracked the roster. So it is possible. It's not like out of the realm of possibility that it could happen if you were a Beatty fan and maybe you just believe in the profile. Maybe it's where the guy just in those deeper leagues. But anything shallow, I'm not keeping him. Uh, wide receivers. So we kind of talked about the wide receivers uh, just a little bit. Rashad Bateman is honestly the only wide receiver on this team that I want to even uh, keep on my rosters. Uh, I can see people still holding on to Demarcus Robinson for the next two weeks if you're still in it. Maybe it's a guy that you throw in there as a desperation flex play kind of thing uh, just because he is the leading target guy. Um, but that's it for, for the receivers. Deshaun Jackson, free agent, cut. James Rochet, uh, he always does good in in training camps and preseasons, but he never does anything in the regular season. Roster clogger. Uh, Sammy Watkins, they just picked up. Super roster clogger. I'm done with Sammy Watkins. Um, and then practice squad. They have Shamar Bridges, another guy that really hit in the preseason. I was interested in him in on this team because they really didn't have anybody. He just never has gotten a shot. He's been injured. Um, so yeah, roster clogger, but I am just keeping my, uh, my eye on him for next year, maybe during the uh, preseason, uh, Benjamin Victor, you know, guy that's been around a couple teams now, just a roster clogger, nothing special. Andy Isabella is um, on their practice squad as well. He hasn't even, even been able to crack this shitty roster um, for wide receivers, so not interested anymore. Isabella's gone. They just signed Michael Thomas, the former Bengals receiver. Not interested at all. He's a roster clogger as well. And then obviously we talked to Bateman. Devin Duvernay just went on the IR for the rest of the year, hurt his foot. Um, man, Duvernay is probably a roster clogger. Uh, Easily. I, they're all roster cloggers yeah. except for Bateman. Just move on. That's it. Doesn't matter man. if they're free agents or not. They're all roster cloggers, Maybe in like 40-man roster, 50-man rosters, I'll still hold on to Duvernay, but that's about it. Tylen Wallace, roster clogger city. He might, if you look it up in the dictionary for roster clogger, it might just have Tylen Wallace's fucking picture right Can there. we get what? to the tight ends where it's actually interesting here? Yeah. Do they are all those guys free agents other than Bateman, basically? Uh, the free agents for the Ravens, the only guys that are technically free agents, unrestricted, are Sammy Watkins and Demarcus Robinson. So unfortunately, they're all still going to be there. Even Deshaun Jackson. Uh, Deshaun, I believe. There's no way they signed him for multiple years. Uh, let's see. He's not listed here under their free agents. Yeah, I'm guessing maybe they forgot to fucking put him in there because he's. Yeah, I do. I do wonder if I do wonder if they. <laughs> There's no way they signed here. it. Yeah, I'm guessing that's probably what it is. All right, so tight ends. Obviously, Mark Andrews, arguably tight end one in fantasy or in dynasty. I mean, obviously Kyle Pitts, Travis Kelsey, he's up in that range. Isaiah likely. Keep trade cut has him still as like a top fifteen. Actually, he might even be higher than that tight end. If somebody is going to value him from that for you, if somebody's going to give you a second round pick for Isaiah Likely, either 2023, 2024, smash accept, just take it. Like I don't, I don't see Isaiah Likely just being like this super god who's going to come in and 
him and Mark Andrews are going to run the league as like a two tight end monster set. I don't see that happening. So if somebody offers you any second for Isaiah Likely, just smash it. Uh, Josh Oliver, I believe he's a free agent. Intriguing sets of skills. Finally did something this year in a couple games. Um, but I think he's probably going to be gone because they have a couple other guys here. Um, but it'll be intriguing to see where Josh Oliver ends up. Nick Boyle, just a blocker. I think they just re-signed him to a big deal, but he's been inactive a lot this year. He had a major knee injury uh, last year, so I not worth anything. Charlie Kohler, I'll let you talk about him. That was the guy that we thought would be the better tight end of him and Likely. Um, but Kohler's been injured all year, finally getting back to practicing. Um, basically a redshirt year this year, uh, but am intrigued by him. Deep leagues, I'll still hold on to him just because of his Raz profile. Let Scott talk about that. Um, but shallow leagues, I, I can understand that you got to cut him. And then looking at um, practice squad, not seeing any tight ends there. And on their um, injury list, nobody is still have with the tight ends. Yeah, so obviously you got Andrews, you got Likely, Kohler, you're keeping all those guys. Josh Oliver is a free, he's an unrestricted free agent. I'm still keeping him on leagues. I think he gets another chance as well. So I'm, I'm willing to hold him in the, the certain tight end formats going into the offseason. Uh, and yes, Deshaun Jackson is a, uh, they had him in a different page because he was a practice squad elevation. But yeah, he is an unrestricted free agent. So yeah, okay. you're right. There's no way they gave him a multiple year deal. Okay. All right. So hurry this up just a little bit. Quarterbacks for the Bengals. So Joe Burrow, obviously super stud. Yeah, keeping him. Brandon Allen is the backup. I'm guessing he's probably a free agent, but it's a guy that Joe Burrow loves. Um, if the Bengals don't, I could see the Bengals like taking like a six round project, like Jake Hayner or somebody like that. Um, you know, just a practice or uh, just a, a late round quarterback as maybe a future backup. Um, they could just keep Brandon Allen for another year because Joe Burrow really likes him and values him. Uh, looking at uh, practice squad, they have Jake Browning. That's another guy they've kept around all year on the practice squad. Not somebody I'm interested in keeping and nobody on the IR. So I'll let you talk about the Bengals quarterbacks. No, I agree with you. I do think Brandon Allen comes back. So, yeah, he's one of the guys that will just come back year after year after year. So yeah, they could draft they could draft a quarterback though. I I, I agree with that. They could draft a mid round quarterback that they Yeah, somebody like fifth, sixth, backup. seventh round. Yeah. Like uh yep. like Jay Kaner, uh you know, Jaron Hall, somebody like that late. I could see that. I actually think they could also draft a quarterback that because I mean, let's be fair, the Bengals are one of the teams that couldn't afford a quarterback injury. Right. I could see them drafting somebody that kind of fits the same type of system as what Burrow runs right now. Mm-hmm. Like they, they could be one of the teams that would make sense if they had like a Bailey Zappy type, you know, right. They could come in and just basically stay in shotgun the whole time and distribute the ball. Like I, I could see them looking at that. Cause Brandon Allen is actually more of like the number three quarterback that it's, he's like a coach. Yeah. But like, by God, if he ever has to fucking play, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, and we've seen them play for the Bengals, and it's not been pretty. That's what I mean. Like, I think they need an actual backup that could come in mm-hmm. and, like, distribute the ball. Right. So that that, that I can see them going after somebody like that. You know, drafting, yeah. like, a Gardner Minshew type or Brock Purdy. Someone someone like that that came from a passing offense. And you're like, okay, I, if I don't – this guy – usually you find those guys, and they don't have good arms. That's why they like, fall. Like Jaron Hall, like if they got him in like round five, round six, I could see that. Yep, exactly. So, so I do think they draft one, but yeah, okay. whatever. 
Uh, running back. So obviously Joe Mixon, he's still under contract there. Samaje Pirine, not sure on his status, but I I would guess they'd probably bring back Samaje Pirine. He's actually been um, pretty good there, reliable. They can trust him. Um, if Mixon gets hurt, Pirine can come in and obviously handle the role. So even in shallow leagues, 25-man rosters, Pirine is still a guy I'm going to hold on to. Travion Williams, he's a free agent. No thanks. Chris Evans, I've actually dropped in a few leagues. Outside of deeper roster leagues, I'm probably not keeping him. I just I just don't think he... Um, there's something, a disconnect there. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but you know, I'm just not, uh, not interested in him anymore. Um, and then looking at the IR guys, I'm not seeing anybody. So go ahead with the running backs. Yeah, P. Ryan's a free agent, I would guess, unless he demands a lot of money, which he probably won't. He's a guy they will bring back. They will probably overpay to bring him back uh, just because that's the way the Bengals roll. You know, he probably gets, I believe this year, P. Ryan was making $1.6 million. I think he's probably earned a little more than that. Yeah, he's probably mil. earned. Yeah, he's like a Jamal Williams type deal where he gets three, four million. And I yep. think he's worth that if you trust Basically, you can plug him in in a short spurt, and he does exactly what you want. So I think they definitely bring him back. Um, I think this is another team that drafts a guy, too. Like yep. Chris Evans is dealing with the Sixth same Sixth round, seventh round guy again, yep. Maybe higher. I, I actually wouldn't be shocked if they take a shot at a guy a little earlier because they could. Well, they've, they've drafted Travion and Chris Evans both in round six. So that's kind of like their sweet spot for where they like to take a running back. True, but I do think they might be looking for a future starter going in the next year or so. So okay. I, I could see them taking a guy earlier, maybe round four, round five. As yeah, like, if, if one of these guys that we kind of like falls there, Sean Tucker, Zach Evans, Tank Bigsby, somebody like that, I could see it. Yeah, and I wouldn't be shocked if they uh, pivoted and took, you know, I wouldn't say they would take like Devin, Devin a chain, but like I could see them taking a guy that's fast, like Tucker. Mm-hmm. They they do need somebody that has a little speed. So I, I could definitely see that. Uh, Deuce Vaughn would be a guy I could see him take. Yeah. Somebody that could kick return, but then also be like a receiving back. Like I could see somebody like that where they draft him and it's like, okay, kind of like what they wanted Chris Evans to be, but for some reason he just can't get on the field. So, right. Yeah. Okay. I think this I'm is definitely that. one of those where a rookie's going to go. Yeah. I'm good with that. I just think mix, mix. Trent Taylor, no thanks. Trenton Irwin might be on a few rosters just because of the injuries they had the last couple of weeks. Not somebody I'm interested in keeping roster clogger. Stanley Morgan, roster clogger. And then looking at um, practice squad, Kwame Lasseter, guy that I liked from preseason, just hasn't been able to get on the field and crack a spot. Roster clogger. Tyron Johnson they picked up uh, during the season, roster clogger. And then nobody on the IR. So go ahead. I mean, wide receivers are pretty easy, right? Yeah. So Trenton Irwin is an exclusive rights free agent. They will guarantee bring him back. So he's probably yeah. their number four or number five receiver. So he'll definitely be there. Uh, Trent Taylor will be gone. Um, he's a he's an unrestricted free agent. I can so see I them bringing him back because he's actually done decent there. <laughs> yeah, Let's maybe. See. But I, I could, since they already have four, I could see them moving on from him and you know, if they get him back, they get him back. But yeah, nothing else really to see here. Okay. Um, tight end. So let's look at Hayden Hurst. Um, I think it was a one-year or two-year deal, right? Two-year deal? 
with Hayden Hurst. So he is on a one-year deal, one $3.5 million, which is cheap. I think that was a steal. So I yeah. definitely – that's why I think a lot of people mock the Bengals taking a tight end because I think Hayden Hurst in this market, he ain't signing for anything like that. You know what yeah. I mean? That's yeah. a, that was a, that's probably one of the better free agent signings to get him that cheap compared to what some of the other guys have been paid. So that was a uh, this would, this would be the spot where I would love for Foster Moreau to come to. Yeah, that, that would be a this would be a really nice spot for Foster Moreau. Um, I don't know. I don't. I think him and Burrow probably didn't connect at LSU. I think that was maybe a year or two before Burrow. Uh, was, but yeah, yeah. yeah, I would. I'd like to see that. Mitchell Wilcox. He had um, a decent game last week, but he's just um, just a guy. Nothing special. You might have picked him up just because Hayden Hurst was out. Hurst should be back this week. Uh, but Wilcox, yeah, I'm not. Um, I'm not interested in holding on to him. Devin Asiasi, same thing. Not interested in holding him. Uh, practice squad guys. Uh, they do have Nick Bowers and Tanner Hudson. Hudson's bounced around from a couple teams this year. I like his. Um, ability to catch the ball. I just think he's had his chances. It hasn't worked out anywhere. Uh, probably not interested in him. Uh, oh, one guy um, I did forget to mention was Elijah Holyfield was on IR. He tore his knee up pretty bad. So, yeah, not interested in him. And then the last tight end is Drew Sample, who was on IR. Um, Sample will be back, probably as the backup tight end. Wilcox will go back to tight end three, and we'll see what they do with their starters. So Drew Sample's an unrestricted free agent. I definitely don't think he will come back. Uh, Hayden Hurst will likely be gone. So yeah, th- this is going to be a major void for them with tight end. So I kind of laugh when I see him taking Michael Mayer in the first round. I don't think he falls to where they're going to draft. But, you know, if there's any other, t- I mean, this could be the team that trades, you know, trades up or drafts the Dalton Kincaid, you know, something like that. Um, or yeah, I can see that. takes a shot. I mean, Remember they fished in like OJ Howard and Hayden Hurst, you know what I mean? They were looking at a bunch of tight ends, so they may just see what hits free agency. Right. I yeah, mean, I geez, I'd love for I would love for me give me some Mike Gasecki. Gasecki would be nice, and it would kind of uh, hurt Tyler Boyd a little bit if that happened, because I think they both kind of want to play that little slot role, maybe. Yeah, um, and I don't think I don't think Gasecki would be a type of guy that would fit their scheme. So right, right. They would want somebody different. But. I, yeah, I think Foster Moreau would be awesome. Do you think um, if the Dallas Cowboys don't bring back Dalton Schultz, you think Schultz could fit in here? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if the contract would be one that works out. But. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I think they're they got to save money because they're going to pay both Burrow and Chase and Higgins if they want to keep Higgins. Monster fucking deals coming up here soon, so they got to like penny pinch pretty hard here so i would you know what i i wouldn't put it past him if they sign hayden hurst to a deal too like i could see yeah, that. i mean I he, see it's just he's not taking what 3.5 million it's they're gonna probably have to double that if they want to keep him so i agree yeah but i, but like I could I, see them being like we like him he's been great in the locker room like i could see them take bringing him yeah. back and these are owners that you know were gifted the team basically from their father so they've been around for a while they didn't make money selling oil or whatever like jerry jones and all those guys their their money has come from this franchise so they don't necessarily have millions and billions of dollars just sitting in a bank account that they can just fuck around with you know um but they're, they're gonna have to save money for chase 
Burrow for sure and Higgins. So it's going to be very interesting times with the Bengals. I would not shock me if T Higgins ended up getting traded this offseason for a monster package because they see the writing on the wall of, hey, we got to pay Chase and Burrow coming up. So. So here's my theory. I actually think they'll re-sign Higgins because they can sign him and basically it won't push into Chase or Burrow's contract because he'll be on year three before those guys' contracts even hit. Where where they're going to get hurt is they're going to lose Jesse Bates, Von Bell, uh, probably Jermaine Pratt, and Logan Wilson. Like their defense is going to get Decimated. Yeah, they're gonna have to draft really, really well. They're they're, they're gonna have to start drafting replacements for yep. basically half their defense, which has been uh kind of a it not a bend don't break defense, but like they've paid a lot of their guys on defense. They've been spending a lot of money on defense, yep. and now they have guys coming up for contracts like you know, even a guy that's a free agent that you might laugh at that's been really good since Awuzie got hurt, but Eli Apple's been great. Yeah, he's he's only making three. He's making three million. That dude ain't signing back for three million. Yeah. Like, if you're a decent corner, you're getting eight, ten million. You know what I mean? Right. So they're gonna lose half their defense. I mean, Bates, Bell, Jermaine Pratt. I mean, they drafted yeah. Daxon Hill. He's gonna finally have to play and take that spot. That, I think that was the reason why they drafted him because they knew this was coming. So, it's a smart organization. Um, this GM has has done really well. Uh, replacing these pieces. He's drafted well late, you know, obviously picking up Logan Wilson's Jermaine Pratt's uh, Sam Hubbard, you know, he's, he's hit on some guys. So they're going to have to continue to keep doing that. Yeah. It's after next year's when they're hurting with DJ yeah. reader, a free agent, Trey Hendrickson, a free agent. Those guys are yeah, like big, big heart, parts. You yeah. lose. I mean, that, so yeah, they have one more year basically next year. So I can see them spending money like one year. Yeah. Like, hey, one-year deals, you know what I mean? Who wants to yeah. come back and run it back one more year? If not, it's a, a lot that's going to change after 2023. Right. And, and you know, with the way things are going right now, the way they're playing, they could still be a favorite this year in the AFC. And, you know, if they go back to the Super Bowl again, people are going to want to come to Cincinnati and play. So I could see that. All right, on to Cleveland. Obviously, Deshaun Watson, he's the locked-in starter there. Jacoby Brissett is a free agent. I think the Browns would love to bring him back. Um, as the backup, but I could see people like Washington, these guys who, you know, the Saints maybe, teams that miss out on, um, don't have a first round pick or maybe miss out on um, having, you know, the money to to pay somebody big time, could look to Jacoby Brissett as a bridge starter this next year. So I think Brissett m- might get uh, priced out of their range. Kellen Mond. I haven't really heard anything, but I honestly haven't been paying too much attention to um, hearing how he's looked or anything like that. I'm guessing it's probably not looked great. Um, But, yeah, that's it for the quarterbacks there, and I'm looking for – I mean, just to speak to that, the the Browns are already so heavy into the cap next year – and they're paying Watson. I don't. There's no way they bring back an expensive backup. That this is going to be a team that's going to have to fish at like the bargain basement for a backup. You know what I mean? Right. And, or they draft a guy. I don't know. But I, yeah, I don't think there's any way they could get Brissett back. That'd be crazy. Right. Um. But yeah, Brissett's a guy I'm still holding pretty much in every league, even shallower leagues. I'll, I'm still holding him. Running backs. Nick Chubb um, and Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt is a free agent at the end of the year. I doubt he's back, especially with their money situation and other guys that they have. Dearness Johnson was a restricted free agent this year, uh, will be a unrestricted free agent this year. 
I could see them bringing back Dearness Johnson if he wants to come back for a cheap deal. Um, otherwise, somebody is probably going to pick him up. Dearness was a guy last year that you were buying for spot starts with all the injuries. The injuries just haven't happened this year, so he hasn't been used. But he's talented. He's proven he can play in this league. Dearness Johnson, definitely a guy I'm still keeping even in shallow leagues. Jerome Ford, same thing. I could see Jerome Ford actually being the direct backup to Nick Chubb next year um, if they don't bring back Hunt and Johnson. So Jerome Ford, I've seen him in on a few wager, waiver wires. Definitely a guy I'm still going to hold on to. I like his talent. And then looking at the uh, practice squad, uh, they have John Kelly. He's been on the practice squad for like three years, has only come up sparingly with injuries, never used roster clogger. And then looking at the uh, injured reserve, not seeing anybody. So, yeah, go ahead with the uh, Browns running backs. Yeah, so you nailed it. Hunt and the Ernest Johnson are the two unrestricted free agents. Let me ask your opinion on this. Hunt has been very bad the past, the second half of the year. Mm-hmm. It, is it at all concerning to you that they never even gave Dearness a shot? Never even gave him like a game where he got three. Like they never even said, "Hey, we're going to give you a shot this game to carry it for a series." No, I don't think it's they. they they've been pretty loyal to Kareem Hunt um, since he came in. They're obviously paying him. They didn't want to trade him for whatever reason. They probably should have just traded him and got something for him. Because uh, they haven't used him at all, like the second half, like you were saying. So, yeah, not um, not too concerned. But, it's just uh, weird they prioritized. Yeah, it, it weird, yeah. They prioritized bringing Dearness back and Hunt, and then refused to trade him, but didn't use him. Yeah, it, it is stupid. I agree with you. That, but that's hey, that's a Cleveland Browns. That's our motto. We do stupid shit. Yeah. So. No, not much else to say. Yeah. I. I I do think Jerome Ford is the type of guy, as soon as Hunt and Dearness leave, I would sell. Because mm-hmm. I think with how many running backs are going to be available, I definitely could see this being a team that brings in guys at least as good as Jerome Ford just to compete. Because they never even used him. They never used him to even carry the ball, did they? He basically was uh, a kick he returner. Had like, he had one or two carries, but yeah, he was pretty much the kick returner this year. Um, so that's, yeah, that's basically it there. Mm-hmm. Wide receivers. So... Amari Cooper, uh, you could talk to me about that if, if he's a free agent or not. I, I'm not sure what what the contract is or if they can cut him for free. I don't. I I think either way, Cooper should come back to this team if they can afford it. I don't know if they'll be able to afford it either way. Uh, Peoples Jones, he's been really good with Watson. Uh, Peoples Jones is locked in as a starter next year. David Bell, obviously the the organization really, really likes him. He's just been very disappointing, very average to below average. Scott's called him a roster clogger. I I can't blame you in shallow leagues if you cut him. Deeper leagues, I'll still hold on. Uh, Michael Woods, a guy they drafted in the sixth round this year. I like his talent. He's he's gotten a couple shots, but nothing major. Roster clogger, obviously. Um, Jalen Darden, roster clogger, who they just picked up from Tampa. Demetric Felton, roster clogger, just never going to get on the field. Um, and then on their practice squad, Dalen Baldwin, who had some nice catches uh, this week. He was a guy that did really good in the preseason this year, got hurt. Uh, they brought him back to the practice squad. He's shown up the last couple weeks, so I like that. I didn't even know this. They picked up my boy Marquez Stevenson. I did not know that. Um, so, yeah, sign me up for some Marquez Stevenson. I'm going to put him back on all my rosters. Just kidding. Uh, but I, I like Mar Stevenson's uh, value. Hopefully he, that thing can work out for him. I could see him. 
uh, doing something in the future, but it's probably like a 1% chance. Mike Harley Jr., uh, not interested in him. And then looking at the um, IR spot guys right now, I know Anthony Schwartz is on the IR and Jakeem Grant. So Jakeem Grant tore his Achilles um, in the preseason. They signed him to a nice contract, but yeah, no thanks with the 30-year-old receiver off the Achilles. Uh, Schwartz, man, um, very disappointing his first two years. Has not really taken that step. I just, I don't ever see it happening for Anthony Schwartz, and I think you agree. Probably a roster clogger and you can drop. Yeah, so the Browns have no free agents this year at receiver. Uh, Amari Cooper, would he, he'd be a $15 million dead cap. And he's due to make $20 million. So I think what the Browns do is they probably just restructure his deal where they can get out of it a year earlier. But I don't see how they get rid of him. Um, I was just looking at the 2023 cap space uh, as of right now. Uh, there's only f- six teams that have 50 or million, 50 million or more in cap space. Um, and then there's a bunch of teams that are right on the edge. The Browns have our 21st in the league going into next year right now, that 6 million in cap space. So I think they need to probably work some cap space free. Uh, but I don't, I don't see him getting rid of Amari Cooper. I think he's been too good. And I think mm-hmm. they just probably rework his deal to give him a little more guaranteed money that he restructured his contract this year to do that. So right. it looks like they can do the same thing next year, pay him some up front and then kind of deflect what it's going to be in the future. So I definitely think he's coming back to Cleveland. So, yeah, they don't have any uh, – the only free agents, honestly, they have are the two running backs. And then I know you haven't hit on tight ends, but their tight end free agents they have are irrelevant, only Farrell Brown and Jesse James. So I don't right. think they have any – not much else to talk about, honestly. Right. Uh, uh, Marquez Stevenson, you adding him everywhere? Nope, you can have him in every league. Awesome. Done deal. All right, tight ends, David and Joku. I think um, I think Njoku has become a top six dynasty tight end. I think I'm comfortable in saying that now. So Njoku just signed a new big deal. Loving uh, what Njoku has done this year, especially with Watson out there, and Watson's been throwing him the ball um, pretty regularly. So I'm I'm all in on David Njoku, top six dynasty tight end. Harrison Bryant, he'll stick around. He's just a solid backup tight end. He, what's pissed me off is he's had two. Prime starts this year as the lead tight end with nobody else really around and Joku out, and he has completely shit the bed with zeros. Not even like two targets. It seemed like um, he's better when Joku plays. He'll get like yeah, three for thirty. It makes no fucking sense at all. He's a really talented player. I don't know what happened with that. I'm gonna hold him in deep leagues, shallow leagues. He can go, but. um yeah, it's it's it was really disappointing this year. He had a couple prime spots to really kill. Probably the guy who cost us um, our main event spot because of that fucking zero he took for us that one week. We played uh, it. I mean, that's another one of those. Yeah. If we would have just gotten six yeah. points, we would have been yeah. in. Yep. Uh, Farrell Brown. I could see them keeping Farrell Brown. That's a guy that they had for a couple years. Then he bounced around to the Texans and a couple other teams. But Farrell Brown is is just a, a good, you know, role player guy. Very good blocker. He's huge. I could see them bringing him back as like the third tight end for cheap. Um, and then on the uh, practice squad, they have Zare Mitchell Payton. Um, it's like a converted basketball player um, type 
you know, that's going to be a project. You know, he's not, not somebody worth holding. Uh, Miller Forrestal, another guy that's just kind of been around that they've liked from preseason. Nothing exciting there, not holding him. And then nothing on, oh, Jesse James. Wow, he's still on there from the IR, not, not interested. That's it. Nothing more to talk about Browns tight ends. Let's go to the Steelers. All right, we'll go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Obviously, quarterback Kenny Pickett. Um, you know, he's outside the top 15 dynasty quarterbacks for me. And then you're going to add in probably four new quarterbacks in this draft class. As long as all four of those quarterbacks go in the first round, which I expect, I'll take all four of those guys over Kenny Pickett. I think you would agree um, with me on that. Okay. Trubisky, um, he signed a two-year deal, so he'll most likely be back with them as the backup next year. I think that's a fine spot for him. Um, shallow leagues, I I would probably cut him in like 25-man, 27-man roster leagues. I don't think he's that important to have. Deeper leagues, 30, 35, 40s, I'm okay with holding on to him uh, just because you know, draft pedigree. Um, he has shown that he can run in the past. So, you know, I think, I think that's okay to hold him in those leagues. Mason Rudolph, I believe is a free agent. I think he looks for a job, a backup job elsewhere. I think he's kind of tired of being the third quarterback, um, practice squad guys, uh, nobody quarterback wise. And then on their IR, no quarterbacks either. So go ahead with the uh, Steelers quarterback. Yeah, I'm keeping Trubisky. I think he's the same as like uh, Tyrod, Teddy Bridgewater, those types. Like, I think you still got to roster him. And then, yeah, Mason Rudolph can go. So that's it. Do you think um, in shallow leagues, you're okay cutting Trubisky, like I said? Yeah, I mean, I'm okay cutting Tyrod, Teddy Bridgewater in shallow leagues, too. Like, okay. But you could also, the, the only tiebreaker that goes against Trubisky against those guys is those guys are free agents and he's not. Right. So unless the Steelers cut him, which. You know, the, the Steelers really don't have an incentive to cut him unless they just don't want to allocate any money to him. You know what I mean? But he's only mm-hmm. making $7 million and they're on a rookie deal with Pickett. Yeah, and if so Pickett I, does get hurt, Trubisky obviously can come in and at least win a game. He did it last week. So Yeah, that's the team that can afford to pay a backup $7 million, even if the backup is, you know, a guy they could easily trade for, you know, fifth rounder or something like that. So I think he's definitely right. there. And... um you know, if they fix the offense a little bit, they have the weapons where if Trubisky had to play for three or four games, he could be okay for fantasy. Like, it isn't yeah. – so, yeah, he's actually a guy I would kind of want a little bit. If he gets cut, I would definitely, you know, put my fab money on him. I think he's probably better than, like, Tyrod Ty or Teddy Bridgewater. So yeah, he it, could be. It, it's really just those guys are free agents. There's a shot they go to a better spot. That's all. Okay. Running backs, Najee Harris, obviously, probably a top 15 dynasty running back. Um, I think they, they just got to improve that offensive line a lot this year. They got to re- really improve that. I think if they do that, Najee can get back to, you know, at least being somebody that you can start. There was times this year where we weren't playing fucking Najee. He was a little bit banged up. The offensive line was bad. He just wasn't producing. There was times we benched him in, in starting league. So hopefully they just got to improve that offensive line this year in free agency in the draft. Jalen Warren, he's come on as an undrafted guy that we – both liked um, preseason-wise. Uh, we told you guys to pick him up. Hopefully you guys listen. And he's actually had some really good games this year, uh, just, you know, in 
relief of Najee Harris or um, on his own. He can catch the ball. So Jalen Warren, even shallow leagues, I'm definitely holding on to. Benny Snell, no thanks. That guy's been on waiver wires all year for me. Uh, never, just not interested in him at all. Anthony McFarland on the practice squad. Another guy just never hasn't gotten that shot. I just don't think he's super talented. He's fast, but I think that's about it. Uh, they have Jason Huntley as well. That guy's bounced around from team to team. Not interested in him. And then the last guy is Jeremy McNichols, who's been on IR all year. He's probably dead, roster clogger. Uh, only guys you want here are probably Najee and Jalen. Do you agree? Yeah, Benny Snell finally is a free agent, so that's good. Uh, the only other thing is eight of their 10 offensive linemen are under contract next year. So hopefully they just bring in a bunch of guys and, you know, come up with like a competition to make it better. But a lot, a lot of their linemen are, you know, guys that are on rookie deals or mm-hmm. signed multi-year deals. So that'll be interesting to watch. But, yeah, it's basically only Benny Snell that'll be gone in free agency. But really I'm only interested in Warren and uh, in Najee. I agree. Wide receivers, Deontay Johnson just signed a, a little bit of an extension, so he'll be back there, obviously keeping him. George Pickens, keeping him. Uh, Steven Sims, roster clogger, even though when Chase Claypool uh, got traded, they just didn't use that third receiver spot at all, so roster clogger. Miles Boykin, roster clogger. Gunnar Olszewski, roster clogger. Looking at the practice squad, Jamarcus Bradley, who was with the Browns there for a couple of uh, years, uh, roster clogger, not somebody I'm, I'm interested in. And Cody White, um, basically only on the uh, team because his dad's in the front office. So, yeah, no, uh, nothing there. Anthony Miller, uh, just it hasn't worked out for him. Like, he, I think injuries kind of derailed his career. Um, he was an older prospect when he came out anyways, and now he's going to probably be like 28 going in off offseason this year. Not somebody I'm interested in, roster clogger. Um, and that's it for receivers. So you agree just Pickens and Deontay and move on. Yeah. A lot of people have talked up Calvin Austin as they can't wait for him to get a chance. Yeah, he but, wasn't, oh, yep. Calvin Austin too. Yep. But that's, you know, I still, I, that's a long shot. It's like hundred, a five, he's 160 pounds, you know, yeah. like I think he's probably more of a weapon than he is an actual receiver. The only guy who's definitely gone is miles Boykin, but yeah, um, Deontay and Pickens, that's it. And I still maintain this is a team that drafts a guy, even though people go, oh, they're not going to take one. Right. Don't be shocked when they take a receiver in the second. You're going, what the hell? I agree. Uh, tight end. So Pat Fryermuth, obviously, he's been really good this year. He's probably another one of those top seven, top eight dynasty uh, tight end rankings for Fryermuth. He's had a really good season. I know going into the season, you kind of were down on him a little bit, but I think he, he's come on and uh, Kenny Pickett and him have had a good connection this year. So I definitely like Fryermuth, uh top eight dynasty tight end. Zach Gentry, a big guy that they've had for a couple years. Um, even in like a spot start, he wasn't that great. So he's a roster clogger. Um, but just somebody, just a, just a note, if, if Fryermuth were to go down and you need somebody in a two tight end league, he's not like terrible he could actually do something uh, if they used him connor hayward roster clogger i just i don't see anything special there from him like he'll get your random touchdown or two during the season but not somebody you're going to roster in, in dynasty at all uh practice squad rodney williams honestly I've, I've never heard of him so i couldn't tell you much about him um and then on the uh reserves not seeing any tight ends at all either yeah, not much to not, say. Not much on to these. say. Okay. Nope. 
no, not much to say on the tight ends. There's no, there is no, let's just put it this way. Normally there is a tight end on every team where I'm like, Oh, that guy's profile is awesome. Uh, there's nobody on the Steelers that has a profile like that. So yeah, that nobody I'm interested at all in the Steelers, uh, the bottom end of their roster. So let's just move on. We're almost two hours in Eric. We still have half the teams left. Yeah. So let's try to do, let's try to do each team in like 10 minutes, but uh, this one should be easy. We got the, uh, yeah, the Houston Texans. Texans up next. Yep. So quarterbacks, obviously the only one that you want to roster still is Davis Mills, but um, he's going to get replaced with whoever the 101 quarterback is. So, so in that in that case, do you even want to roster Davis Mills anymore as a backup? Like, I don't even think he's he's not in the Gardner Minshew, Teddy Bridgewater territory for me at all. So, like in shallow leagues, I'm fine with cutting Davis Mills. Don't you think? Uh, I mean, he's proven he he's dog shit. He's he's dog shit as a starter. He's a backup that has experience. I mean, he's probably not any worse than like Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. He doesn't have the, I guess, upside because he doesn't run really. But, like, if, here's the thing. If you have him, what are you doing with him? If it's 25-man rosters, yeah, sure, cut him. Yeah. But if it's 35-man rosters and you're going, oh, should I pick up Teddy Bridgewater or him? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'd rather have Bridgewater. I think it's like, would you rather have, would you take Justice Hill or Davis Mills? I mean, I'd probably take Davis Mills. I don't have any Davis Mills. I've, I never had I any. And, and so, like, I don't think you and I really. That was the have... quarterback I did not take for the Matt Corral thing. Same same reason I yeah. didn't take Corral. I, I haven't had he was any. going to be replaced. I haven't had any this year at all. We were wrong on a year. We waited an extra year for it to happen. But right. I think if you're, you, what you do with Davis Mills is you trade him to the team that drafts the guy who gets the, the draft capital with the Texans. Yep. Or you literally throw him into a deal. It's literally a you move up Free one, spot, one yeah. spot in the third or the second. Like that. That's what you do with them. You're not right. getting anything for him. You're able to align your roster construction better. So, I mean, I can't. We've talked about 20 players like that where it's like, okay, yep. what do I do with them? I can't get a fourth for him. Yeah, you yep. can't. But where can you find some value? You fucking fab dollars. You know what I mean? Like, Right. 100%. Um, and then the backups, Jeff Driscoll, Kyle Allen, just cut. I'm just helping you out there. Nobody on the practice squad uh, there. And then on the reserves list, I don't think they have any quarterbacks on there. So, yeah, that's it for them. Running backs, Damian Pierce, obviously, probably a top 15 dynasty running back, keeping him. Um, so a bunch of these guys that they've been on our waiver wires all year and we just refuse to pick them up. Dario Ogumwale, Rex Burkhead. Yeah. He's been on most rosters. Royce Freeman. Um, I just picked Royce Freeman up in a bunch of leagues just in, in my playoffs where I might have to throw him in. But after the season, I'm probably just cutting all three of these guys. Ogumwale, Burkhead, Royce Freeman. I'm sure you agree. Um, and then looking at the uh, practice squad, uh, they have Jared Dokes, who they just picked up, hasn't been activated yet uh, to play. Jared Dokes has been on uh, free agency all year long, not keeping him either. He'll be a cut, and that's it. Anything on the running backs? Yeah, cut them all, and hopefully they have, they're going to have a brand new backfield of everybody except for Damian Pierce. So yeah, yeah, they're, they're going to have yeah, they're going to have two or three other guys. Like maybe they keep Ogunwale because they like him. He's a character guy or some bullshit. Well, remember like this was the team that signed Marlon Mack and they signed a bunch of running backs last year. And we kept going, "What the hell are the Texans doing? They're just signing anybody." Yeah, and that's basically what they do. Yeah. So they they might do the same thing next year, but it's just going to be different I guys. See, so I could see them 
maybe being, I think me and you have talked about this uh, as a spot for Damian Harris and they'll have Pierce and Harris because uh, Casario and knows Harris a little bit from New England. I could see that. So they have $47 million in cap space, which is seventh most. I, I actually think this is a Tony Pollard spot. Yep, that's another good one. And then, you know, Dynasty people would lose their minds because Tony Pollard and Damian Pierce in the same backfield. But I could see where that'd be a hell of a one-two tandem. I agree. It'd be a better version of Zeke and Pollard. Like, you oh. could put a rookie quarterback with those two running backs, Nico Collins and... You know, they draft a lot of mocks have them drafted a running a receiver in the first round, too, because they have multiple firsts. Mm-hmm. Like you could you could easily see how the offense turns it around, but it would be on the heels of like a Tony Pollard, Damian Pierce backfield. You know, it right. wouldn't be 100%. on the receivers. So, yep. um, all right. So wide receivers, Brandon Cooks. Um, I don't know if he's a free agent, but I think he's gone regardless. Um, he's been. Not a problem. He's not a free agent, but I sure as hell I think he wants the fuck out yeah. of here. He so Brandon Cooks will be somewhere else next year. Uh, Nico Collins, he's showing some flashes this year. I think he's at least locked in as the wide receiver too. Chris Moore, um, he's had some games this year. I think he's like a a solid veteran player that they could definitely bring back, and he could he could stick around. Amari Rogers, a guy they picked up on waivers from Green Bay. He's he's done okay for them. I think that's another guy they'll keep around. Uh, Philip Dorsett, uh, not interested in him. Um, even after the season, Chris Moore, Amari Rogers, I'm cutting those guys. Um, the only ones I'm going to keep are Cooks and Nico Collins right now. And then uh, practice squad guys, Alec Bachman, who you know from the Bengals, no thanks. Johnny Johnson the third, no thanks. DJ Montgomery, like the talent, just he's a guy, nothing special. Davy and Davis, same thing. They've basically just raided the Browns practice squad for the last couple of years. John Mechie the third, obviously you're probably going to keep him. You didn't get anything from him. Hopefully he gets better, beats his leukemia, um, and comes back and has a solid NFL career. That's what I'm hoping for him. Um, and that's it for the receivers. Any uh, thoughts other than what I said? Yeah, Chris Moore is an unrestricted free agent. He might be one of those guys that randomly signs somewhere for more money than what you would have ever thought, just right. based on like his production the second half of the year, even though it's a dead team. Like he made only one point one million this year, which I mean he's almost thirty years old, so that's like the league minimum for a guy that has as much tenure as he's had because he's been around for a while. But I, I kind of do wonder if he's a guy that signs somewhere random and it's like, wow, he just got $7 million, just like Kendrick Bourne or uh, Cedric Wilson. You know what I mean? You're like, this guy, really? This fucking guy got that much money? But Yeah, maybe the Baltimore Ravens bring him back. No, but I mean, that I don't. I, he's a roster clogger, but I also think because he's a free agent and how weak the receiver class is, like I wouldn't be shocked if he's a... Uh, a guy that gets more money than what you think. It's probably a one or two year deal, but then, you know, he could go somewhere and you go, okay, he's a number three receiver. You know, okay. like I, I, he's still a roster clogger, but if you had to keep him, I would break a tie in the favor of that versus like Calvin Austin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a, a, a young guy that's already stuck on a team that hasn't done anything. I'd almost rather keep a guy like Chris Moore. Yeah. Okay. So that's um, it. tight end. So Tiguan Quatoriano, who they brought in in the fifth round this year. Um, if you just look at his uh, usage, he's basically just a blocker, nothing else. Like he's never going to be this receiving stud. Like he'll have a touchdown or two here and there, but it's like, uh, I don't want to say Will Disley. Will Disley's actually probably better, but um, not somebody I really want to roster outside of really deep, like tight end, two tight end leagues, stuff like that. 
Um, that's the only spots where I have him. Jordan Aikens, I'm guessing he's a free agent. He's bounced around from a Giants and then back to the Texans. He's actually been pretty good this year. I could see them bringing him back for cheap. Um, as far as holding Aikens, only in super deep leagues with two tight ends, I would hold him. Uh, nothing great there, though. Brevin Jordan, fucking woof, man. He has been inactive at times, hardly used. Love the talent, but I like you said, he's he's on my unathletic. His RAS score was shitty. It's shallow leagues, definitely a goner. Thirty-five man roster leagues, pr- getting close to being a fucking goner for me. Um, if I can find a better running back, easily gone. OJ Howard, I just think the injuries have have just ruined OJ Howard's career. Unfortunately, roster clogger for me. Drop him. Uh, they have Mason Shrek, who's actually gotten some playing time. Um, a few games there, not something I'm I'm interested in, and then nobody else on the. Uh... Oh, Jalen Camp, I guess you can consider him a tight end. He hasn't done shit though. But anything on the tight ends? Yeah, so Howard and Aikens are both free agents. I'm okay carrying both of those guys into the off season in the right formats. If yes. if they're not the right formats, goodbye. Uh, Brevin Jordan is more of the God. Will somebody give me something for him? Yes, like anything. Like, can I throw him into a deal? Like, I would rather trade Brevin Jordan in a deal where I could get something and go pick up O.J. Howard. Because O.J. Howard's probably just as good or better. But I can't get anything for O.J. Howard. So if I have to carry one, it'll be Brevin Jordan, but I'd probably rather have the one I could get for free. So if you could get the 5-12 pick in your rookie draft, I would do it. Yeah. Yeah, because there's going to be rookie tight ends I'd rather draft than Brevin Jordan right. that you can get in the fourth and fifth. So, yeah, that, it's like he's definitely a roster clogger. But that's it. Yeah. All right. Um, on to the Colts. Another fucking roster that's fucking woof. Um, I don't see I, – I could see Ellinger being back at the quarterbacks. I, Foles, I think, has gone. Matt Ryan, I think, has gone. Um, I, I know you could tell me more about Matt Ryan's contract if they can even do that. Um, but I just don't see a, a reality where – they're going to have another starting quarterback again next year. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not – honestly, I don't think I would carry any of these quarterbacks. I think I would just cut them all. Would you yeah, agree? I've already cut Matt Ryan, and, yeah, I, I wouldn't carry any of the quarterbacks. Matt Ryan has a dead cap next year of $18 million. So they could trade him. They could trade him, and the dead cap would be slightly less. But – yeah, uh, <laughs> you just move on. The, nothing else to talk about with the quarterbacks, but yeah, the Colts are screwed. Yeah, they're they're really screwed. Um, and then I don't see anybody on the practice squad or IR. It doesn't even matter at this point. Running backs, obviously, Jonathan Taylor, IR. Hoping just for better situation next year, better quarterback. Uh, Zach Moss and Deion Jackson. I think Zach Moss will. I don't. I'm not sure on his contract. You can let me know, but I think he he'll probably be back. I think um, this is a guy that they got for Naeem Hines. They just took him back, and I think I think Moss is showing that he's. Um, this is probably the kind of system he needed to be in, and I think this is a good spot for Zach Moss. So if he ended up getting dropped in any of your leagues, um, shallow leagues, 25, 27 man, I could see him being the last 
you know, one or two spots on your roster. So I like him. Deion Jackson, same thing. You were on him. I wasn't so much on him. Uh, but he's showing that he could kind of play the Naeem Hines role, Naeem Hines role a little bit um, as being a good receiver. Uh, he can carry the load a little bit if you needed to. So definitely going to hold on to Deion Jackson. Jordan Wilkins, uh, roster clogger, but, you know, he he's had his time. I just think it's kind of passed him by. Uh, practice squad, Aaron Champlin, never heard of him, no thanks. Uh, Jake Funk, they brought in from the Rams, not interested in him either. Um, and then IR, they have Devontae Price still on IR. I could see Devontae Price um, competing for that fourth running back spot on this team. Um, probably a guy I'm still interested in in deeper leagues, shallow leagues, obviously. I'm just going to cut him. Um, but, yeah, what do you think about these running backs? Yeah, so Zach Moss still on a rookie deal for another year. Jonathan okay. Taylor's still there. Uh, Deion Jackson. Uh, still going to be there. And then Devonte price. Like we could have said the same thing about Dion Jackson last year. Yep. Oh, don't put me. Never did anything. And then year two, he won the job. He won the number three job coming out of camp. So I, you could do worse than picking up Devonte price. It's essentially like Dion Jackson next year. So, I mean, I right. got to figure they still bring in even another guy. Cause that's what they did this year. They brought in like five guys on top of Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. And they just, like dog eat dog, whoever wins the last two spots, like you survive. But um, yeah, I'll pick up Devontae Price. And there's other guys we're probably rostering that are, you know, lesser than him. And right. he was a profile that I kind of liked too, you know, and he just never made it. So yep. yeah, he. this is an interesting backfield because I think they do have a competition next year for the number two and number three behind Taylor. And maybe he's a little injury prone at this point now. You never know. Right. Uh, wide receivers. So Pittman, I think he's been disappointing this year, but I don't think that's his fault. That's been the quarterback play. Um, if they get a better quarterback in there this coming season, if they draft one or uh, sign one, whoever it is, I think Pittman will get his stock back up there. So he's probably still a wide receiver too in Dynasty for me. Alec Pierce, I think he's just kind of been, um, you know, bad quarterback plays kind of hindered him a little bit, but I think he's kind of... Um, a Marquez Valdez Scantling type, just like a deep ball specialist kind of go get it guy. I don't think he's like, um, you know, a guy who's going to be underneath running routes a lot. So I think that's kind of, Alec Pierce is kind of um, teetering on roster clogger territory. I think for another year, he's probably solid and we'll see what he does. Uh, but if after next year, he's just the same thing, he could be a roster clogger. Paris Campbell finally stayed healthy for a full season. Thank goodness. He's been okay. Uh, I'm not sure on his contract status. He probably is still under his rookie deal. Uh, but I, I, regardless, I think he'd be back as like their slot type. Um, Ashton Doolin, I've I've liked a little bit. I I see him back as their wide receiver four. Mike Strawn, who they drafted in the seventh round, uh, he just hasn't hit like uh, we thought he could. He had some upside, but just never hit. Desmond Patton's on their practice squad. Just a guy, nothing you want to keep. Ethan Fernay, never heard of him. Vincent Smith is a guy that I've liked for a while. He's just super speedy, athletic guy. Just a lot of injuries. Probably not somebody you're keeping right now. And then nothing on the uh, IR spot. So go ahead with the receivers. So Paris Campbell and Ashton Doolin are both unrestricted free agents. So I think actually probably a really good chance both of those guys are gone. I don't see them resigning either one because this okay. isn't the regime that drafted them. So, I mean, right. they're probably – honestly, those those guys I could see both being like the top – two of the top 10 or 12 receivers in free agency. You know, Doolin 
as much as we don't think Doolin is good for fantasy, like he's probably valuable to the NFL. You know, he could be a number four receiver and a special teams guy for somebody. So I think both those guys are probably gone. So it's probably just Pittman, Alec Pierce, and I got to figure they bring in some new, some new blood there and they're going to have a whole new coaching staff. So yep. like it, it I, that's why I don't see them bringing back Doolin or Paris Campbell. Cause it's, Unless the GM has an affinity for one of those guys and just has to bring him back, I, I'm guessing they probably just let him go. Right, I agree. All right, now tight ends, some interesting guys here. So Kylan Granson, I liked him. I think he, he's a little undersized. He's just a receiving weapon. He's never going to be the blocker or anything like that. Um, he's obviously on a rookie deal, so he'll still be there. Still a little bit interested in him. Two tight end leagues. Uh, 1.75 premium leagues. I'll still hold on to Kylan Granson, but shallow leagues, he can probably go. Mel Alley Cox, he should be on every waiver wire now. He's fucking terrible. Uh, Jelani Woods, they just drafted in the third round. He's going to still be there with, for the next regime. We'll see how he does. Um, he's had some bright spots this year. He's had some spots where he's looked like uh, complete dog shit. But uh, still going to hold on to him in most formats. Uh, Nikola Kalinic. Uh, not something I'm interested in. Jalen Weidemeyer is on their practice squad now. Uh, very shitty RAS score. Obviously a high recruit, but never has turned into anything. Not interested. Dominique Daphne also on their practice squad. Not interested. And Andrew Ogletree. So I know you've been picking him up quite a bit. Uh, Torres ACL in preseason. Um, before that... Honestly, he was probably above Jelani Woods before that. He was having a really good camp in preseason. Um, unfortunately, tore the ACL. Has a really good RAS score. Super athletic. Um, definitely a guy I want to stash, and I know you've been stashing him as well. So I'll let you uh, talk about him and the other tight ends. Yeah, I've been picking up Ogletree. Uh, the good news is every Colts tight end is still under contract. So if you liked how they were frustrating this year, you might get the same thing next year <laughs> right. with Andrew Ogletree back. So. Yeah, not much more to say. I think you keep all these Colts tight ends. I know you and I have been cutting Mo Alley Cox just because it's like he's, he's probably the one old, hasn't done shit. Right, he's probably the one that has the least upside. But you know what? Like Mo Alley Cox, we could see next year he's still the best tight end on the team. <laughs> and you're like, we cut him already. Yep. So yeah, they they're all going to be there next year most likely unless they move on from Mo Alley. I didn't look up his deal, but yeah, they're all either on rookie deals or under contract next year. So I assume their tight end room will look very similar. Okay. Uh, now on to the Jags. So Trevor Lawrence, obviously quarterback, top 12 dynasty quarterback. C.J. Beathard, uh, not sure what his contract status is, but he's just been a solid backup. He'll probably go somewhere else and be the backup or stay with Jags and be the backup. Same thing. Uh, not somebody I'm rostering, though. E.J. Perry, they've had on the practice squad all year. I think just a developmental guy, nothing special there um, from the quarterbacks. So not not much to say there about the quarterbacks. Yeah, Beathard is an unrestricted free agent. I'm guessing they probably bring in a different quarterback. but Yeah, they could bring in somebody. They could also draft a late-round guy and just develop a guy so they don't have to keep signing somebody every year. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what – what guy might be a decent fit there? I'm not sure. Like, I, I, I mean, kind of wonder if could, this would could, be a, uh, could this be a Nick Foles spot? Yeah, that's what I was just going to say, a Nick Foles spot. Yep. Because he it. knows he knows Peterson. He's been with the Jags before. I mean, if he wants to come back, I could see that being the perfect type of backup there, you know? Yep, I agree. 
running back. So Travis Etienne, obviously another top 12 dynasty running back. Jamichael Hasty has come in in a pinch, um, who they picked up off of waivers this year. And I think that's another guy. I think he might be a free agent, but I could see them keeping Hasty around as like the third running back. I don't. I doubt he would be the backup again, but you know, it wouldn't shock me if he was. But I think he's at least going to stick around. Uh, Snoop Connor, who they drafted in the fifth round. Now this is a guy that I actually drafted a lot of um, in the fourth rounds of rookie drafts this year, and they just have never used him. When James Robinson was there, he was never used. They brought in Hasty. They brought in Daryl Henderson and then cut Daryl Henderson like two weeks later. And Snoop Connor couldn't even play over those guys. So there's something with Snoop Connor that this this regime does not like, this coaching staff does not like. And I think they're just kind of stuck with him. Uh, they're just going to deactivate him every week. And that's what Snoop Connor is going to be. So even in shallow leagues, I'm cutting Snoop Connor. I'm just cutting bait. Deep leagues, cutting Snoop Connor. Um, I just, sure, could he come back and do something? Maybe. But I think the writing's on the wall that this regime doesn't like him for whatever reason. Uh, practice squad. Uh, they have Makai Sargent still on the practice squad. A guy that I've liked for a while, just has never gotten a shot. He's not like super athletic or anything like that. Um, so if he's still on a roster, he's a roster clogger. Go ahead and cut him. Yeah. And the only guy that's a free agent, uh, in their backfield is Jamichael hasty. So he's probably gone. He's a restricted free agent. So, I mean, maybe this regime likes him more yeah, than they we thought. Give them the Ernest Johnson deal. I could see that because he was an undrafted guy, so he could get that same deal. I'm not cutting Snoop Connor just yet. I just I can't give up on guys that have only been there for a year, you know. But I I get it. He's probably at the very very bottom of the totem pole, so yeah. I understand that. I I just you know me. I have leagues where I'm carrying 20 running backs, and I had to cut them because there was another guy I could pick up that was better, but I think the organization has shown you they've brought in two guys off of waivers and traded a guy and still brought in two guys off of waivers to play it before him. So I just think the writing's on the wall that he just doesn't fit their system or they don't like something about him. I, I, I'll, I'll just cut him and, and move on, cut my losses there. It's not like I spent a first round pick on him. I spent a fourth round pick. Uh, wide receivers, Christian Kirk, obviously, uh, big deal. He's going to be back there. Zay Jones has been really good this year. Um, I think he's going to be the other starting receiver outside with Calvin Ridley, who they brought in uh, via trade at the trade deadline. So I think that's a nice uh, top three receivers there, Zay Jones, Kirk, and, and Calvin Ridley for an ascending Trevor Lawrence. Um, so, I'm, yeah, I'm interested in those three guys a lot. Marvin Jones, I'm guessing he's a free agent. Um, I doubt he would come back on this team as a, a wide receiver four, so I think he's gone. Jamal Agnew, a guy that they've kept around, a glue guy, a special teams player. I could see them bringing him back. Tim Jones, um, he's been active a couple times this year. He was uh, pretty good in the preseason, and uh, I liked him a little bit. Uh, just, a, just a guy, though. Kendrick Pryor was really good with Cincinnati um, in the preseason, just has never gotten the start at all this year. Uh, there wasn't a lot of injuries. So I like Pryor. I'll keep an eye on the name, but I'm not stashing him. Uh, Kevin Austin Jr., that was a, another undrafted guy that a lot of people were shocked when undrafted, but he hasn't done shit. Uh, cutting him. Seth Williams is here, the guy from Denver, uh, former Auburn stud, stud receiver. 
Um, not somebody I'm really interested in anymore. I think he's kind of gone by the wayside. Jalen Moore, same thing. He was from the Ravens. Uh, just as stuck on, on their practice squad all year. I think he's might maybe come up a time or two, but hasn't made a, a, a difference at all. And then Willie Johnson on their IR, I have no fucking clue who that is. <laughs> so Jamal Agnew actually signed a – he makes $5 million a year, and he's signed Holy for three shit, years. fucking love. <laughs> so he is there next year. He is locked and loaded through 2024. So is Zay Jones through 2025. Marvin Jones is their only free agent receiver. And the Jags actually, from what I'm looking at, will have the highest paid wide receiver room, I believe, in the league next year. Wow. Okay. When you add up what's Christian Kirk's making, plus Calvin Ridley, plus Zay Jones, plus Jamal Agnew, they are sitting on uh, a hefty penny uh, paying their receivers. They will be, yeah, they'll be looking at about... I'm terrible at doing quick math. About forty million in with their receivers. Yeah, and but which doesn't you know seem what, like a lot, but there's there's a lot of. I mean, I think maybe uh, the Raiders are close, but basically a lot of teams are playing with rookie contract receivers. Mm-hmm. So the fact they have multiple guys signed to multiple second and, deals, and I'm interested in all three of these guys. Like, I think this could be a really potent offense next year. I think Trevor Lawrence is only getting better. His third year coming up next year, uh, second year with Doug Peterson, like. He could take a big leap next year. This could be the guy that's, um, you know, wins people some fantasy leagues this year. Like he could take that step into being a top five quarterback next year. Wouldn't shock me. So uh, definitely interested in all these guys. Now let's move on to the tight ends, though. Evan Ingram, uh, he only signed a one year, $10 million deal. I would guess they'd like to bring him back again. He's been uh, really good for them. So we'll see what happens there, but he might try and get a, a bigger deal elsewhere. Um, he's probably one of the uh, top tight end um, free agents, along with Dalton Schultz and Gasecki and those guys. So good tight end class for free agency. Chris Manhurst, just a blocker. Don't have him on your team. Dan Arnold, I still have in like two tight end leagues, start two, 1.75s as like the very last guy on my roster in deep leagues. Shallow leagues, no thanks. Let him go. He's a free agent, I believe. Luke Farrell just has never done anything. I think it was a that was a uh, uh, Urban Meyer pick. I don't, I just don't see anything special there. I'm not even carrying him in two tight end leagues. Um, and then looking at uh, the practice squad, they have Garrett Prince. Not interested in him. He's just kind of a, a guy. And then I don't believe they have anybody on the injured reserve. So go ahead with the tight ends. Yeah, so Evan Ingram is a free agent. Uh, Chris Manhurts is a free agent. And Dan Arnold is a free agent. So Dan Arnold is somebody I have picked up to just because could be worse just because he's hitting free agency. I think he's probably too small to be a, like a lead tight end anywhere. But, you know, he's flashed in the past. So mm-hmm. I think it'll be interesting how they work that tight end room. There was a really cool uh, breakdown of uh, with Mina Kimes and um, – Nate Tice, they talked about Evan Ingram and how he's being used horizontally this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, they're using him on like crossing routes and like in in space across the field, and it's really good for the way that he plays versus just running him deep. So that I actually, it sounds like the way they're talking about him, that like he loves Jacksonville and Jacksonville loves him. Like I, I definitely yeah. think this is one of the guys that doesn't hit free agency because he yeah. fits too good in their offense, and it's almost to the point where. If they re-sign Ingram, then they add Ridley, and they have Zay and Kirk, 
they draft somebody, like there's a lot of mouths to feed there. Like they're going to do, you have to admit this is, this is setting up to be one of the offenses where like the, the quarterback is set up with like a wide variety of weapons. So I agree with you, but I think yeah. they bring Ingram back and they yeah. let the other guys walk. Yeah. You might not love one of the options. Like you think they all could eat from each other, but the option to get is Trevor Lawrence. So maybe this is a, a opportunity for you to buy Trevor Lawrence before he ascends to elite ter- territory. I think that's kind of what we're looking at, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. They, uh, I mean, if they have Ingram, Zay, Kirk, and Ridley, there's going to be uh, next year, there's going to be games where two of the four don't do jack shit. Yeah, but Lawrence could be the guy who benefits the most, and he yeah. could be that, and especially in redraft, the quarterback who's not a top 12 guy that – Easily is like a top five guy by the end of the year. He plays that well. So yep, agree. Um, so Titans. So quarterback Ryan Tannehill obviously out for the year. Uh, they could get out of him um, if they wanted to. If there's a new regime there, I just I don't think they fired Vrabel. I think they just got rid of the GM. It's going to be interesting to see what the Titans do this off season. They could bring back Tannehill or they could cut him and not uh, owe him any money. And we'll see what happens there. Malik Willis, I think you're still carrying him, but it is razor thin here on Malik Willis. I just, I think he needs a lot of more time to develop and deeper leagues. I can see keeping him shallow leagues. I try and trade him if I can uh, open up that roster spot to get somebody else. Josh Dobbs, who they just brought in off the uh, Detroit practice squad. He is with the Browns. Um, for a majority of the season, just a guy, nothing special there. Uh, looking at their practice squad, um, I'm not seeing any quarterback. Oh, Kevin Hogan, he's still in the fucking league. Holy shit! Um, and then on the uh, injured list, um, I'm not seeing anybody on the injured list either. Uh, I guess they got a real Logan Woodside, so that's who I was looking for. Uh, but yeah, well, what are your thoughts on the Titans quarterbacks? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do here because uh, we've talked about it. Like after they were seven and three and they beat Green Bay on that Thursday night game, we're like, man, the Titans could win 12 games and get bounced in the playoffs and then just try back again next year. But now it seems like they're just getting crushed by injuries. And like, honestly, it wouldn't shock me if the Titans miss the playoffs and they finish under 500. Mm-hmm. And that's the perfect excuse for variable to kind of be like, all right, we're hitting the reboot button. Now, I think Tannehill would be a guy you could actually trade. I think someone would give you something for Tannehill. You know, so I think if you wanted to kind of hit the reboot button, you could. They miss the playoffs. You know, would this be the type of team that might trade up to get a quarterback? Might trade up out of the teens to get a quarterback? Because if they miss the playoffs, they're going to be picking what? 16, 17, 18, 19, something like that. Probably, yeah. So would this be a team that would trade up to draft a quarterback? Now, I wouldn't necessarily like the quarterback if they went there, Mm. but, you know, you never know. But I could see this just being one of the teams that totally changes what they're doing. And I actually don't think Derrick Henry would be bad for a rookie quarterback if you had to play him, Mm -hmm. you know? Yep. And I know another thing you've mentioned to me, too, is if he does get cut and Atlanta is out of the spot to draft a quarterback or maybe um, doesn't want to draft one, uh, they they take a different position. Could Ryan Tannehill end up in Atlanta? 
Yeah, I don't think he gets cut because looking at his contract, I mean, it's a. Uh, they just don't owe him any guaranteed it, money. Well, if they cut him, it's a nineteen million dead cap. Okay. So they owe him money if they cut him. They could trade okay. him. They could trade him after the trade deadline or after the six one deadline, which you can just designate when you're making that move. But they could trade him, and it'd be less of a cap hit. But I think this would be more of we're trading him to try to get something for him. Because I, I think here's the thing. He's under a reasonable contract, and I know you're going to look at his deal and be like, oh, we'd have to pay him. He's making $27 million, right? But $27 million, I don't think is terrible. I mean, Geno Smith could get 20, $27 million in free agency. You know what right. I mean? Right. So I think if, if he were to go somewhere else, like could this be, could this be the type of team that trades him, gets a draft pick, drafts somebody, and just kind of reboots. I, I think everything's in the cards for the Titans, so we'll just leave it at that. And Malik Willis, the funny thing is if there is a Tannehill trade, I think people are going to assume Malik Willis is the starter. Yeah, and so. Maybe for like a bridge, but I I don't know. I, like I, I agree they with were you. The, if this team like cut Tannehill or traded him, and then they didn't sign anybody, but drafted like Jaron Hall. I would bet, put my money on Jaron Hall being the starter over Malik Wills. So, what if Malik goes out, wins the final three games as a starter? Oh, then, then I think the the changes. If he looks better um, than what he has shown this year, but I think from what we've seen this year, they like refuse to like want him in there. Like they told Ryan Tannehill, do whatever the fuck you need to get back out there yet last week and play on this bum ankle. And try and win us this game, and like they yep. were just didn't want to go to Malik. I think that just tells you a lot. Um, maybe they made a mistake. Maybe that. Maybe you know we looked at the oh they traded AJ Brown thing, and that's why the GM got fired. Maybe they fired the GM because of this fucking pick, and they're like, what the fuck did you see in this guy? So maybe that's yeah, didn't think about um, running back. So obviously Derrick Henry, they can get out of him for no dead cap, I believe, or he's not guaranteed any money, whatever it is. Um, I could see it if they wanted to change and move on. They've gotten their their stuff from Derrick Henry, but it'd be moving on from a franchise guy. If they're gonna start rebuilding, I would, honestly I would I would just get rid of Derrick Henry and move on. Um, Hassan Haskins could easily come in and just be seventy five percent of what Derrick Henry was. I would believe, um, even though he hasn't really gotten a shot this year, I think uh, that's kind of how they view him. Julius Chestnut. That's a guy I've picked up a lot lately. He's been on some free agent waiver wires. Um, I'm holding him. Um, I think he's a guy, if, if they don't bring anybody in, if they cut Henry, it could be Haskins and Chestnut, and and that's it for next year, and then they'll bring in somebody else. So that's an interesting one. Um, on the uh, practice squad, they have Jonathan Ward. That guy's been around for ages. I'm not interested in, just a special teams guy. Um, and then on the uh, injured reserve is Dontrell Hilliard. I think he's a free agent, probably ends up somewhere else next year. I, I think Hilliard was kind of like, okay, he did good for us with the Titans. I don't know if he would fit somewhere else. So that's, I think it's still a body I'll hold on to in deeper leagues, but of shallow leagues, I, I could be okay cutting him. Uh, Trenton Cannon as well is on here. He's just a, a special teams guy, but go ahead with the running backs. Yeah, so Dontrell is a free agent. Trenton Cannon is a free agent. Uh, Julius Chestnut is an exclusive rights free agent, so he'll be back. But, uh, yeah, I'm guessing they probably have uh, – I don't know. This is one of the toughest teams for me to read because, honestly, I could see a world where Malik Willis goes out and wins three games, which means he's going to be in the playoffs. And then 
they give him a shot or he looks so bad where they go, you know what, we finished seven and 10 or eight and nine and we missed the playoffs and we're way behind the Jags who are probably going to be the team that beats them and gets in. What do we do? Like we're not beating the Jags with the way we're currently constructed. Right. So we got to just completely reboot everything. Right. Agreed. All right. Wide receiver. So honestly, it's Traylon Burks and I don't want to carry any of the other wide receivers. Robert Woods, Westbrook Akina, Chris Conley, Racy McMath, practice squad guys, Reggie Roberson Jr., uh, Des Fitzpatrick, Mason Kinsey. Uh, on the IR, they have C.J. Board, Cody Hollister. Uh, I think that's it for wide receivers. I don't want to carry any of these guys. I think Traylon Burks is the only guy I want to carry, and I think you agree. Yep, move on. There's a couple guys that are free agents, but yeah, that's it, yeah. Burks. Tight ends, Austin Hooper, he's been okay. Hasn't been as good as I thought he would be this year. Uh, he's just a tight end, too. Probably still have to hold him just because he, he is semi-productive. Uh, Chig Okonkwo, I think he's one of the up-and-coming tight ends in the league. I'm not saying he's a top-12 dynasty tight end or anything like that, but he's in the top 24 for me, for sure. I really like him. Um, Jeff Swain, roster clogger. Kevin Rader. Uh, roster clogger this team uses like fucking four tight ends a week and it's very annoying um so i think we're gonna still live with that even if hooper's gone and okonkwo is the only guy i think they're still gonna bring in these these jeff swain types and it's gonna be ugh. and then uh nobody on the injured reserve but yeah go ahead with titans tight ends yeah so jeff swain and austin hooper are both unrestricted free agents so they won't be back Okay. So that's good for your Chiggy shares. Yep. Uh, probably good for your Austin Hooper shares, which were just dead in Tennessee. Like, there's, right. like, would it shock you if Austin Hooper is the guy that goes to the Bengals if they can't sign Hayden Hurst? Nope, I could see that. Like, that could be the perfect guy where they're like, oh, he's still 20. Austin Hooper is still only 20. He just turned 28. And it feels I, like I he's been in the league like a decade. I can see the Browns saying, oh, let's bring him back and let's have our three-way fuck fest at tight end again and fuck it all up. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I actually have – I've seen Austin Hooper cut in leagues. Yeah. And I've right. actually picked him up because I'm like, well, you know what? He's hitting free agency. So I I think I was the one who cut him in one of those leagues because early on it was just so fucking bad. But lately, the last, like, month, he's come on and had some games – um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's rough. He, he's come on and had the games in an offense. That's just dead. Yeah. They throw it so. 24 times a game. And I'm talking like he had like 40 yards is coming on. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's not, yeah, he's major. three for 35 and five targets. That means he, he was, he had a good yeah, week. He's coming on. Yeah. Oh. All right. Broncos running back or uh, quarterbacks, Russell Wilson, obviously he's going to be staying there. Uh, Brett Rippon. Uh, I'm guessing he's probably back as the backup or at least the third stringer. Uh, Jarrett Guantanamo, who they just brought in, uh, he's yeah, he's not any good. Uh, practice squad, uh, not seeing anybody. And then on the injured reserve, I'm not seeing a quarterback on injured reserve of note. But yeah, go ahead with uh, Russell Wilson, basically. So Brett Rippon is a free agent. Okay. I, I can still wouldn't... see him bringing him back. Yeah, but this wasn't, you know, it's the, the regime that has him now didn't draft Brett Rippon. Right. And they're going to have a new regime that doesn't have any loyalty to Brett Rippon. And I do wonder if this is a team that brings in a, a either a younger quarterback or brings in a veteran to back up Russ. Right. 
not an expensive one, but someone better than Brett Rippin. Right. Bring back Bridgewater or something. Just to save their just Bridgewater, to save their ass. Yeah, just to save their ass if Rusk really is cooked. So Do you think they fire Hackett? They have to. Okay. That's what I thought too. I because because you know what they can't fire Russ and they're not being able they're not able to dump any of the guys yeah, they put I, money into so they're I, they're basically I, stuck with you know Judy Sutton and Russ so like what are they have to change something else right and this GM um, obviously this ownership did not buy this GM they they were handed him basically so I think the GM is was one of the top GM candidates for years and he finally waited for a job and 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 pick this one so i still think he's very viewed as one of the top um gms that that's in the league so i don't know if he'll go but it wouldn't shock me if he did um for some reason running backs obviously javante williams had the very horrible knee injury that kind of crushed us there for a while um i just i'm not putting my eggs in all in that basket to where oh week one he's gonna be out there ready to roll 20 carries it's probably gonna take him time like it did russell like jk dobbins he tore multiple things um it's gonna gonna be um it's gonna be a bleak offseason for javante owners unfortunately uh latavius murray uh, probably a uh, unrestricted free agent could they bring him back sure but with a new regime, maybe I could see them cutting him. Uh, Marlon Mack, same thing. I don't. I don't think they bring him back. Um, on the practice squad, they have Tyreek McAllister. Honestly, never heard of him. Uh, Divino Zigbo, who they activate um, as like their third running back. I could see him being back, but not a guy that I want um, in fantasy. Um, and then on IR, Chase Edmonds will be coming back. Um, I'm guessing they still have that contract. Um, you can tell me more about that. And then Mike Boone maybe is back. I don't know. But I'm only really interested in Javante on this team. Yeah, so they have Mike Boone, Latavius Murray, and Marlon Mack are all free agents. So I, I got to assume all those guys are gone. They were all just kind of like plugging the leaks at this point this year. Right. Uh, and yeah, they still do have Chase Edmonds. I actually wanted to look up Chase Edmonds' contract because, like, that would be, that kind of feels like the kind of guy they would want to get out of because they didn't sign him. They kind of just took him on. Mm-hmm. Um, so Chase Edmonds, they could cut. Yeah, they could cut Chase Edmonds with zero dead cap. So they, yeah, they could. So that kind of feels like the guy. If they don't like him, they if he if he can't fill if if they don't like him, they could easily cut him with not paying him a dime. So I would almost guess, guess Kate, Chase Edmonds gets cut too. I'd still hold Chase Edmonds, even though he's been a massive, massive disappointment this year. Even in shallower leagues, I'll still hold on to him, but um, he's going to have to show something next year. Otherwise, he's just a he's a Naheem Himes type, right? Like he's he's not a guy that should have ever got starter money, but he's also not somebody that couldn't resurface and you know land in a spot. And you're going, okay, he's useful, right? I agreed. Uh, So wide receivers here. So Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy are top guys. Uh, still going to hold on to them. Tim Patrick coming off the IR, torn ACL, uh, almost 30 years old. He's still under contract, so he definitely will be back. But I've seen him cut in some leagues. I know I've cut him. Probably a roster clogger at this point. KJ Hamler, I believe he's a free agent. Um, or maybe not. I don't know. 
Uh, he's on IR right now as well. He's just been a roster clogger. He hasn't really done anything. And then the rest of these guys, honestly, are all roster cloggers. Kendall Hinton, uh, Brandon Johnson, who I do like. And deeper leagues, I have held on to him. I could see him sticking around as the wide receiver four. Uh, but, you know, you don't really want to roster that guy. Jalen Virgil, Freddie Swain, Montrell Washington, Tyree Cleveland, uh, Victor Bolden. Uh, looking at the IR, I went over Patrick and Hamler already. And I think that is it for wide receivers. But I'm guessing you're the same as me, Sutton, Judy, and maybe Patrick. Yeah, unfortunately for the Broncos, um, Tim Patrick is they just signed him to that big deal. So yeah. unfortunately he's he's, he's made, they're having to pay him eleven million for the next two years. So they're uh unfortunate. Yeah, that, like it's not like it's not their fault. He earned it. You can't just ACL injuries happen. They just bad luck. Well, but it, it just kind of speaks to some of their cap issues are deeper than just Russell Wilson. Like in hindsight, that's a bad contract. So, and KJ Hamler's still on his rookie deal. So, really, for me, I've okay. cut all my Tim Patrick. So, it's really just Judy and Sutton. And I know you were a big Hamler fan. You still holding them, or is no, he a clogger? No. Clogger. Okay. Yeah, dude. I mean, he came back from his shredded knee, and then all of a sudden, he's injured all year this year too. Knee soreness, hamstring. Like, right, yeah. could he bounce back? Yeah, but I, I'm cutting him. Him and Patrick yeah. are roster. It's like cloggers. a five percent chance. I get it. Okay. Uh, tight ends, Greg Dulcich, a uh, guy that I was really on in the uh, draft process last year, had a couple shares, really like him. I think he's a top 12 dynasty tight end for me. Like him a lot. This regime liked him a lot. Hopefully, if they get a new coach, they still believe in that. Uh, hopefully, you know, that could change. Like, this could flip-flop next year where Dulcich is just not even used because the offense uh, that they bring in just doesn't use tight ends. So that's a possibility. So... Don't go out and spend millions of your draft capital on Dulcich. You know, it could turn bad in a hurry. So just remember that when you're when you're having Dulcich. Um, if somebody's going to offer you a first-round pick for him, I'm selling him. You know, stuff like that. Early second, I'd probably sell him too. Eric Salbert, uh, just a guy. Eric Tomlinson, a blocker. Albert O has just been inactive all year long. Still a very... Um, High RAS score, but if he can get out from this team, maybe a new regime brings him in um, and uses him in this offense. I don't know. He's probably a roster clogger. I've seen him dropped quite a bit, but, yeah, he's uh, probably one of the biggest uh, disappointments this year. And then I am not seeing anybody that's noteworthy on practice squads or anything. So go ahead with tight ends. Nope. So Eric Tomlinson and Eric Salbert are free agents. Anyone that drops Alberto is stupid because they're going to be overhauling the new regime. It's like, right. even like you said, they could easily be like, oh, hey, we like Alberto. We're going to play him. So it, right. I've literally seen people going, oh, I'm going to drop him. He's never hit. Like, that's not the way to play Dynasty. And I'm, I will take the L on being on Alberto this year. Yeah, but to I drop had, him. Um... I had a 27-man roster league with just 1.5 start one, and I've dropped him there. So I'm thinking leagues like that, you can drop him. But you're Put talking it this like way. The deeper leagues, you can yeah. keep him. That's a great example. In those leagues, if I already have like three or four tight yeah, ends. I had, I had Juwan Johnson, Pitts, Conklin, and Njoku. Okay, so if you already have four or five tight ends or three or four tight ends, and it's 30 or less man rosters, then you can drop them in a 1.5. But... Make sure you have it. Like, 
make sure you're set up that way. I probably trust that Eric's probably roster constructed his team decently. Right. Some of these other people are like, oh, I'm going to cut Alberto. Like, okay, well, who do you still have? And then you look at their roster, they still have, you know, LaVisca Chenault. You know, like, just just think about it. Just think about it before you cut him. But, yeah, you right. just have to hope he's not a free agent until after next year. So you right. kind of just have to hope that the new regime, he at least gets to play a little bit. And then a new regime right. plays him to the point where he can he can leave and go elsewhere, I guess. Yep. So, yeah, just your deeper roster leagues, you can hold them. Uh, all right, Chiefs, quarterbacks, Mahomes, obviously super stud. Uh, Shane Bouchelle, Chad Henney, roster cloggers. I'm not holding on to those guys into the offseason. Uh, Chris Oladokun, uh, who the Steelers drafted. Uh, he's ended up on their practice squad all year. Not interested in him and nobody on the IR. So I think that's pretty easy. Mahomes, and that's it. Yep. Okay, running backs, Pacheco. Uh, Jarek McKinnon. I think McKinnon's a free agent. It'll be interesting to see if they bring him back. Uh, but Pacheco's obviously there. He's on his, on his rookie deal. He'll be at least a part of a rotation next year. Ronald Jones, I believe he only signed a one-year deal. Hasn't been used. I guess hold on to him in deeper leagues. Shallow leagues, I'm fine cutting. But deeper leagues, I'd probably still hold on to him, see what happens if he um, ends up in a better situation next year. Melvin Gordon is on their practice squad still. Still hasn't even come up uh, to their regular roster. Um, I don't know. Yeah, he's still worth a guy a guy worth holding, but uh, don't have much like interest in him. Jerry and Ely, who's been on their practice squad all year, he's kind of like a wide receiver running back mix. Uh, I'm not interested in him. And obviously CEH, he's on the IR right now. Um, I think CEH is just at least a part of the rotation. I wouldn't be shocked if they just cut him or trade him, but he's on the like last year of his rookie deal, he won't get his fifth year option picked up. So I, I bet they just still hold on to Clyde and uh, see what happens. Yeah. So Melvin Gordon, Ronald Jones and Jarek McKinnon are all unrestricted free agents. So I do wonder if it's a McKinnon just resigns with the chiefs yeah. type thing, but yeah, all those guys technically are free agents. So you never know the backfield could still look even different next year. Cause it, if they I mean, phased they Clyde pass- out, yeah, they could draft somebody in round four or five, too. I know that's been a popular spot. Like uh, Shane Hallam's latest mock, I think, had Sean Tucker to the Chiefs in, like, round four. Like, that I mean, would what if muddy everything up. What if they just figure this is the this is the year to take another shot and they go Jameer? Yeah, they could go Jameer Gibbs. And... Isn't Jameer kind of a younger McKinnon? Yeah, basically, yeah. So they would have to like not bring back McKinnon for me to like that. Um, but I, obviously, I'd still take Gibbs in the first round of a rookie draft, even if they brought back all those guys. So, you know, I'll just I mean, if if, if Jameer went to the Chiefs, would people go insane? Yeah, I think he would. He He's would like be the, the one. Com- he'd be up there with the quarterbacks. Don't yeah, you think? he'd he'd be a conversation of do I take him over the quarterbacks? Like I oh I don't like these two quarterbacks or whatever. I could see that. No, I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, and then wide receivers here. So Juju is an unrestricted free agent. We talked about that earlier. I think he resigns with the Chiefs. I think we agree with that. Kadarius Tony, I'm not a fan. I haven't been a fan. I just think he's – there's something up with that guy. Uh, he's always injured, it seems like, too. I'm just – I could see the upside, but I think there's a lot of downside, too. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, he's a free agent, I believe, or they can get out of his contract pretty easily uh, to where he's probably going to be a free agent. Um, I think Valdez-Scantling just is what he is. He's a deep 
deep threat. They've kind of tried to use them in different, um, using different routes and stuff this year. I just, I don't think it's worked out. Uh, not a big fan. Justin Watson, I think that's a guy they could maybe just bring back as the depth piece. Not somebody I want to roster in the offseason. Sky Moore. Um, I think I'm still interested in Sky Moore. I'm not cutting him in deep leagues or anything like that or shallow leagues, not cutting him. Uh, just going to have to kind of see where he fits into the pieces next year. Like, uh, just kind of a wait-and-see approach. Uh, practice squad, Amir Smith-Marset, a talented guy that I really liked. Um, probably a very, very long shot to ever be anything on this team. Brian Edwards, who they picked up from the Falcons, very talented guy. Just uh, we'll see what happens with him. I'm not rostering him in the offseason. Cornell Powell, that guy hasn't had a shot. Um, probably not very good, not rostering him. Marcus Kemp, that's a guy who's been around for like five years with them. Not something I'm interested in. Uh, Nicole Hardman, he'll be a free agent. I don't see them bringing him back. I think they let him walk. Um, and then Justin Ross, I know you've uh, you've dropped him everywhere once he got his season-ending injury. I've done the same. I think I might have him on an IR or two, but when it comes down to it at the end of the year, I'm just going to cut him. And I think you, I'll let you talk about it, but I think you pretty much agree J- Justin Rosson shouldn't be on any rosters. Yeah, that that's the definition of roster clogger. So right. that and they're restricted free or unrestricted free agents. Juju, like you already mentioned, McCole Hardman, he'll be gone. Justin Watson is an unrestricted free agent. MVS's deal, they can cut him with four million dollar dead cap. Um, I will say this: I looked up uh, teams next year. There's only one team that has more than $50 million in cap space and less than $1 million in dead cap, which kind of says they're really efficient at managing, right? They're not right. wasting money. Bengals. The only other team that's close is the Chiefs. The Chiefs have the least amount of dead cap, $98,000 in dead cap, which is like nothing. Yeah. So I don't think, and they don't have a cap issue. So I don't think they cut MVS as much as we would be like, go get out of the way. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem like they're the kind of team that would cut him just to save four million. They're not that desperate because they've managed their cap pretty well. So okay. we'll see. I think he's there. I think Tony's there. I think they re-sign Juju, and I think they keep Sky Moore, and that's what their receiver room looks like. Yeah, and they could they could be a candidate to draft somebody too. Like they could. could be the t- the team at the end of the first who takes Jalen Hyatt as like the new Tyreek Hill, Nicole Hardman archetype. What do you think about that? Yeah, I don't think they use a first rounder on a receiver though. It wouldn't shock me, but yeah, it's probably low. I, I mean, they could, but they already drafted Sky Moore where they did. I mean, we'll see. if they, You know what? They could let Juju walk, too, and then they draft her as a replacement. But I actually think the way that he's fit there, I, I, I think they're, that, that would, they would have to re-sign him. Because if they go into the offseason with a MVS, Kadarius, Tony, Sky Moore receiver core, does that scare you at all? No, not at all. So I think they almost have to keep Juju and just roll – into next year with those four. So, yep. Okay. Tight ends. Travis Kelsey, obviously is stud Noah gray. He's come on and played quite a bit this year. Really like him. Definitely stashing him in all formats. Um, even in the shallower leagues, I think I would still be okay with stashing him. Jody Fortson. Um, I like the talent. just hasn't really gotten that shot. I think Noah gray being there in front of him kind of caps him a little bit. So, 
Uh, probably just a roster clogger. I'd be okay with dropping him. They have Matt Bushman on practice squad, roster clogger. Kendall Blanton, roster clogger. Uh, Blake Bell on the IR, roster clogger. So I'm guessing you like Kelsey and Noah Gray, and that's probably it. Yep. They don't have any other tight ends under contract besides those two. Blake Bell and Joe Fortson are both uh, free agents. Jody Fortson is a exclusive rights free agent. So I'm guessing they can, they get him another year basically if they pay him whatever the way that works is they, they, he basically can't go anywhere else. They, they, if they're willing to pay the contract then they get him, so they'd get him for under a million. So yeah, those three will be back. Uh, Raiders. So we got two teams left. We're going to try and go through them here quickly. Derek Carr, uh, obviously there's rumors about he could be gone, but I think he's ultimately back. Jarrett Stidham is the backup, not somebody I'm rostering into the offseason. Uh, practice squad guys, uh, Chase Garbers, not interested in him. And then on the IR, I'm not seeing any quarterbacks. So, yeah, go ahead with the, with them. Yeah, I mean, Raiders are – I, I guess they're one of those teams that it's kind of like what we talked about with a few others that like the Titans too. Like, I guess they're, you know, their quarterback room could look different, right? Like they could move on from Carr just like the Titans could from Tannehill, even though neither of them are re- free agents. Mm-hmm. Uh, are those two guys that the league would value enough to where someone in the league would pay you for them? You know what I mean? Like someone would trade you something for for Derek Carr or Ryan Tannehill, and it just depends on what direction sure. does the team want to go. Right. So if they if they could get a second for those guys and free up what they're going to have to pay him, especially mm-hmm. Carr, because I think he's due like forty million next year. Yep. So like if they could free that up and go in another direction, I mean, I'm here for that. I'm here for the drama of all the quarterback carousel and you know. Like I'm here for something crazy. Like the Raiders trade Carr, but then like the Patriots trade Mac Jones to the Raiders. You know what I mean? Something like that. Right. Yeah. It could I, be interesting. I mean, I, that. But yeah, the Jarrett Stidham's a free agent, so I've dropped all my Jarrett Stidham's. He was a guy I was interested in because he's been in the system, and Carr's been injury prone. So like, he's a guy that could probably start for a game or two and be okay. But yeah, Jarrett Stidham's just a backup, so I've dropped all my Jarrett Stidham's. That's it. Okay. Running backs, Josh Jacobs, he's going to be a free agent because they did not pick up his fifth-year option. I think Jacobs is, obviously, he's gutted through everything this year to get a big contract. So it's either going to be a big contract to come back here to the Raiders or somewhere else. Uh, So that's pretty much it with Jacobs. I think the rest of these guys, other than Zamir White, are roster cloggers. So Amir Abdullah, I've dropped everywhere. If I'm uh, even if I'm still in it, I'm dropped in. Brandon Bolden dropped. Britton Brown, just a a body that hasn't really had a chance to play there. I could see him maybe being like the fourth running back next year, but nothing else. Uh, Zamir White, he's had an opportunity or two this year, but just hasn't hit like I thought he would. Um, I'm still gonna hold on to him though, even in shallow leagues. Looking at the practice squad, though, uh, Austin Walter is there. He was from the Jets a couple years ago. Uh, maybe just sticks around in their practice squad, but nobody I am uh, holding on to. And then reserve, Sincere McCormick, he's been all, out all year. Um, not somebody I'm interested in or even uh, holding on to. I'll just kind of wait and see what happens in preseason and then pick him up. But, yeah, thoughts on the Raiders running backs? Yeah, I'm good not picking up Sincere because he was injured for the season. So, right. That means he's just a name that'll be around, might be able to make a, yeah. uh, a spot at a camp. But Amir Abdullah is a free agent. 
I'm not sure he's even in the league if it's not for the Raiders. So I could see somebody picking him up as like a, a third, you know, a third down option type, but not, probably that that's it. I don't even want to carry him. Yeah, and then Josh Jacobs. I wouldn't be shocked if they franchise tag him. Yeah, they could franchise tag him too. Yeah. And it's less than 10 mil, and it's like, let's run it back one more year. And that's yep. probably correlates with them keeping Carr and running the whole thing back another year. Right. So everyone yeah. thinks Amir White's just going to take over and Josh Jacobs will be gone, but I could see them franchise tagging him. And here's the thing. It made sense to do what they did. Why would you pick up his fifth-year option when it's going to be as almost as much as a franchise tag? Yeah, agreed. The guy could have broken in fucking half, you know what I mean? Yep. And then we're stuck with him. But yep. he didn't, and maybe we can get another year out of him. So yep. I think they played it right. Yeah, no, that was that, that was a smart move for sure. Uh, wide receiver. So obviously, I think the wide receivers are super easy on this team because they don't have very many. It's Devontae Adams. It's Hunter Renfro. Mac Hollins, I think, has um, he's turned his career around. Maybe he's the new Zay Jones, who you know came from nothing to turning his career around. So, I think Mac Hollins, he could easily borderline on roster clogger, but I think he's showing enough this year to where he's at least above that uh, spot. So, I think I'm still going to hold on to Mac Hollins. Um, but if I can get anything for Mac Hollins, like a third round pick, I would. Keelan Cole, not interested. Um, DJ Turner, Albert Wilson, Isaiah Zuber, Chris Lacey, not interested in any of those guys. And then nobody on the uh, IR. So thoughts on the receivers? So Mac Hollins is an unrestricted free agent. He made $2 million this year. Yeah, that's going up. That could be a guy that gets signed out of nowhere and you go, whoa. Yeah, he gets two years, 15 mil or something. I mean, because he's kind of earned it this year, right? Yeah, he's definitely earned it. Agreed. Like that's a guy who could get six, seven, eight million somewhere, and you go, "Wow, Mac Hollins!" Like your your team, you don't want your team to be the one that signs Mac Hollins, but like, yeah, I could see like the Giants signing Mac Hollins to a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> You're like fucking Giants, you know? Yeah, like Mac that. Hollins will be one of the big free agent signings by them, and you're like, okay, right. but yeah, he's he's not going to be back with the Raiders because I mean, the way the receiver market is. He played this year on $2 million. He's probably looking to at least triple that. Right. All right, tight ends. Darren Waller, I I just don't think he's back with this team. There's been too many trade rumors. Him and uh, Derek Carr might not have been getting along. I don't know what, what all went on there, but I think Waller's probably gone um, from this team, traded or cut or whatever. Foster Moreau is a free agent. If Waller's gone, I'd love for Moreau to just come back here and be the starter. Uh, I think that's probably one of his best ideal spots, but I could see Foster Moreau ending up in a few spots where I would really, really like it. So I definitely want to hold on to Foster Moreau, even in shallow leagues this offseason. Jesper Horstead, just a backup, nothing special there. Uh, Cole Fordringham, never even heard of him on the practice squad. And that is it. Nobody on the uh, IR. So go ahead with uh, Waller and Moreau. Yeah, so Moreau is a free agent, like you mentioned. Jesper Horstead is an unrestricted free agent. He doesn't matter. Uh, looking at Waller's deal, I mean, he just the, – the only thing, he just signed that contract, though. Like, yeah, that's true. I, I don't see him going anywhere because he just signed that deal with the Raiders. They can get out of it in 2024 uh, with a really small dead cap, but not 2023. So I – I guess they could trade him. It's only a $600,000 dead cap if they trade him. So I guess he could get traded too. I mean, I, I didn't realize it was that low of a dead cap. I thought it would be more, but it, it 
they can trade him and it's not too big of a hit. So yeah, maybe he does get all these moves. I think like they don't franchise tag Jacobs if they're going to get rid of car, they don't trade wall if they're going to get rid of car, like they either run it back with what they have or they gut everything. Right. And who the hell knows what they look like. This is another one of those teams like the Titans. There's a few others where like what they do could change what the landscape looks like. So, okay. All right. Last team. Let's power through this last one. Justin Herbert. Obviously you're going to keep him uh, for the chargers uh, chase Daniel Easton stick. Uh, they're all uh, on waivers for me. Not keeping any of those guys. Uh, nobody noteworthy on IR or practice squad. I'm sure you agree. Yep. That's it. Okay, running backs, Eckler, love Eckler, uh, still going to be with this team. He's really good. Um, obviously, you're keeping him. Josh Kelly, I think he's earned the backup role here for another year, so Josh Kelly will still be around. Isaiah Spiller, I think you just got to hold on to him. Maybe that ankle injury that he had uh, rumored really affected him all year. Hopefully a, a full off season. Maybe he can get a little bit better, but not looking great, but still got to hold him. Sony Michelle, I believe, is a free agent. Um, he'll probably end up somewhere like he'll end up in Baltimore and be a part of that Baltimore stack there. You know, I could see that happening uh, on the uh, practice squad. They still have Larry Roundtree. He's just a guy. Nothing special at all there and not seeing anybody on the IR. So go ahead with the running backs. You know, it's just Sony. Basically, you're going to have Spiller, Kelly and Eckler as the backfield. And that's it. Man. Are you still holding Sony? I've picked him back up in a couple of leagues where he did get dropped just to kind of see what happens. Cause you kind of talked me into it with the, uh, you said you were picking up Mike Davis and stuff. And I'm like, well, what's the difference between Michelle and Mike Davis? There isn't any difference. So I'm just picking those Mike Davis's up the Sony Michelle's up, um, and dropping these like Amir Abdullah's or any of these other roster clogger receivers that I've had. I mean, yeah, I've picked up Mike Davis, Damian Williams. Like yep. I, but and the, and the only reason is like the, the only thing that kind of worries me about Sony Michelle is there's been like four teams that have given up on him. Yeah. He can't you, stay in one spot. And you know, there was the rumors that he failed his physical, you know what I mean? Like I, I don't know if he's anything more than a camp body, but I've seen him get cut in leagues in favor of guys. I go, really, you're going to cut Sony Michelle for, you know, like a, a roster clock receiver. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he's, We've seen he has some pedigree, right? Like we know he was a high draft pick. So, yeah, I think you got to keep him. But he's on the very, very – I mean, the Mike Davis, Damian Williams, Sony Michelle types are on the they're, – they're the first guy gone if there's a better option yeah. out there. Yep. Shallow, shallow leagues gone, 35, 30-man 30 roster leagues and deeper, probably a keep. So wide receivers here, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Josh Palmer. I think those guys are all keeps for me. The rest of these guys are all roster cloggers. Michael Bandy, DeAndre Carter – um, Jason Moore on uh, practice squad, John Hightower, Keelan Doss, Joe Reed, all those guys are roster cloggers. But uh, Allen, Palmer, Williams, I think they just roll it back with those three. Yeah, and uh, DeAndre Carter, Jalen Guyton are both free agents. So those yeah, guys will be gone. Yeah, Jalen Guyton too, yep. Michael Bandy, uh, Michael Bandy will actually be back because he's an exclusive rights free agent. But yeah, DeAndre Carter, that's an absolute roster clogger that people still are rostering because he was relevant a couple weeks ago. So get rid of him. Yep. All right. Finally, tight ends. Gerald Everett, I believe he's a free agent or he signed a two-year deal. You can let me know. 
um, Trey McKitty. I, there was, you know, some buzz about him. He was drafted in round three, but he just, even in the opportunities he did have this year was like nothing special. So at least I, I liked his profile, his, his tape and stuff. But if I had to cut him in a shallow league, he's gone deeper leagues, maybe hold on to him. Donald Parham jr. Same thing as McKitty. Honestly, he's, he's got some talent. I could see him in a pinch. If you had to play him, uh, if he was the starter, you could do worse than that. Um, Probably not cut, keeping McKitty and Parham outside of really deep leagues right now. And then um, practice squad, Hunter Camp Moyer, uh, no thanks. And then I don't believe there's anybody on the reserves. So go ahead. Oh, Richard Rogers, your favorite. Richard Rogers is hitting free agency. Oh, so you're definitely man. stashing him because he could go somewhere else. Yeah. Remember in 2015, he had eight touchdowns? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Uh, Donald Parham is a restricted free agent, so I'm guessing they keep him, but you never know. Somebody could come after him and pay him a little bit more. So it just depends on what they want to do, but yeah, nothing more tight end. So Everett had a two year deal. Yep. Everett will be there for another year. I I would assume they, uh, wouldn't consider cutting Everett. Um, I'm just checking his contract to see if they could actually get out of it. So it would be a $4 million dead cap, but he's only making uh, $5.5 million. So, like, I think they just keep him. There'd be no reason to – it's not like he's so bad he's not even worth paying anything. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think they just keep him. Okay. All right. And, uh, yeah, that is it for the AFC. Thanks for uh, – staying in there for this long with us guys appreciate it but next week we'll do the nfc try to be a little faster um but yeah this is this is a good one so you want to do america's favorite game and get the hell out of here yeah can you imagine if we would have tried to combine all of them in one we actually thought about doing it until i said eric we should break them up because this would have been one of the long longest podcasts ever podcast yeah yeah but let's hit america's favorite game all right, so this is just an easy one. Um, I know I get asked this question um, from time to time, but what are your favorite podcasts other than, outside of uh, Destination Debbie's podcast, obviously? But what are some some of your favorite podcasts that you like to listen to that you can maybe recommend to the listeners? Doesn't have to be uh, fantasy football related; it could be anything. Yeah, that's a good one, man. I uh, I will not talk about fantasy football because I listen to so much fantasy football and NFL stuff that it's. Literally, I, I try to listen to everything. So outside of that, though, uh, I do not always. I do listen to some Joe Rogan. Depends on who the guest is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I fire that up on Spotify every once in a while. Usually, I, I'm not so much into a lot of the political guests that he has on and stuff. Right. Uh, but I do like when he has on like some of the scientists and doctors and stuff like that. Because I'm, you know, that in my past life, I was really into uh, like biochem and stuff like that. So. Like, I do listen to a lot of that stuff that he puts on. Um, I listen to a lot of true crime shows. Mm-hmm. A lot. So uh, there's there's a ton of them. So if you just search, like, true crime podcasts, there's a bunch of them out there. So I listen to probably, you know, five, ten hours of true crime shows a week when I need something mm-hmm. other than football. Uh, I listen to a comedian named Joey Diaz. I don't know if you know who Joey Diaz is, but I've heard the I, name before. Yeah, I listen to all Joey Diaz. I've listened to Joey Diaz for a decade, so he's uh, not for everybody. The, the family, uh, 
I wouldn't recommend him for you know your <laughs> right. kids and whatnot. But uh, right. he's just real. He's a real dude. So I always enjoyed listening to his show. So I listened to that. Um, and then I have some other ones that are on my feed randomly. I listen to a lot of uh, litigation and insurance stuff that I just keep oh, tapping. Oh, gotta be fucking interesting. A lot of a lot of legal strat a lot of legal strategy and stuff like that. I listen to that in the background just because it right. is relevant to my it's what I do. So it's relevant to my job. That's it. That those are probably the true crime, uh, litigation and insurance, and then uh, the Joe Rogan and, and Joey Diaz stuff. I listen to that on the side. Okay, cool. All right, so I'll, I'll name off some of the ones I have um, on my my uh, list here as I go. So. I have a couple political podcasts I listen to. I'm not going to mention their names, but I have a couple of those I listen to every day. Um, I have a bunch of wrestling podcasts I listen to. So a lot of them are the Conrad Thompson podcast. If you guys are into wrestling and know the podcast world, uh, all of his podcasts I listen to. So those are good. Uh, the athletic football show is a really good one, um, especially when they have Dane Brugler um, doing his show. I think it's every Wednesday right now. Um, he's Dane Brugler is top notch for me. I, I had, he's must listen stuff. Uh, really, really enjoy his stuff. Um, there's a Cleveland Browns one. I listen to occasionally. I actually haven't really listened to it uh, too much this year. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s podcast. I listen to, they usually have some really good guests. I'm a big NASCAR IndyCar fan. So I like listening to his stuff. Uh, Debbie marketplace, shout out to Kane and, uh, Shane Hallam and, uh, Mike, uh, I believe it's Mike on there. Uh, they do a really good job um, with Debbie stuff. Really like their show. Uh, Draft Dudes, really another good show. Uh, Establish the Run is, is another good one with Evan Silva and those guys. Listen to that. Uh, this Dynasty and Chill podcast, it's kind of shit now, but it, it used to be good. <laughs> uh, fantasy Points, I like Fantasy Points. Some of their content I like. Um, Football Guys always has good stuff. Uh, I have a couple racing podcasts I listen to. Uh, Move the Sticks, Daniel Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks. Definitely recommend that one. That always has some good stuff, especially around draft time. Uh, really, really like that stuff. Um, first take, or not first take, uh, first draft podcast, which is Mel Kuyper, McShay. That's another good one to listen to. Player Profiler obviously has some good stuff. Um, I listen to PFT sometimes, but I think during the year I always delete it. Off-season stuff I listen to. Um, I have one that called the Ringerverse. So that's they basically are Marvel, Game of Thrones, any of that stuff. They just review it, and I always watch that stuff and then listen to reviews on it. Um, they always have some really good stuff on there. Uh, love listening to that show. Uh, Roto Viz, Roto World, those ones are obviously good ones. Saturday to Sunday, that's one that uh, Scott turned me on to a couple years ago. I don't get to listen to it as much as I'd like. Um, but Saturday to Sunday is another really good one for Debbie talk. Um, uh, underdog. That's the one that I've added this year that has been invaluable to me. Um, shout out to the, uh, the underdog crew, uh, Hayden winks and, uh, Josh Norris. Those two do a really good job. If you are like hardcore nerds like us that love fantasy football and the data and all that, and they do a lot of films to study and they're basically hardcore into Dynasty and Redraft and all that. Um, I definitely recommend um, the Underdog Football Show. They do a really, really good job, really good stuff on their podcast. And then the last one, I have a, um, a Detroit Red Wings podcast, the Wing Wheeled podcast that I listen to a lot. Uh, really good guys. I've actually met them. 
um, they do, they've had some, uh, they're actually kind of partnered with the, uh, the Detroit Red Wings. So when I've went up there to uh, Detroit last year, um, it was for their very first ever podcast night that they had there and they've just grown and grown. They're actually one of the top hockey podcasts. Uh, I think they're in the top five, at least, uh, of all hockey podcasts. So, uh, awesome guys that they, they, they do a really good job and keep me engaged with, uh, listening to my hockey stuff. So. I know it was long-winded, but just wanted to uh, throw out some some ones that I like. Yeah, Eric definitely prepped for this question, knowing it was coming. No, I just rolled through my phone of all the podcasts and just talked about them as we went. Yeah, as you can tell, we both listen to a lot of podcasts. It's uh, Even I, I don't I don't get through all of them. Half the time yeah, I like yep, get to like same. Sunday morning and I go, you know what? Yep, I got to delete these, uh, you know, ranking shows and waiver shows. And uh, yep, yep, one yep. tip I'll say um, – I tend to skip through Mondays. So Mondays, yeah. I know we prep for our usage show and stuff. So I will listen to a couple just to kind of get some nuggets from those. But a lot of my Monday time after like a kind of a draining weekend of thinking about fantasy football, Mondays is when I'll hit up the listen uh, to anything but the true crime stuff and things like that. And then I'll get back into it for the recap and the Monday night football stuff. But uh, a lot of times if you make a podcast and your Monday show is just, hey, let's recap all the games, uh, I'm probably deleting that. I know Eric's the same way. Yeah. So no bias, that's, but the one thing that I can't get that Scott does is he listens on three speed. If you guys know. What have that you is. tried three X? Yes, I have. And there's no there's no possible way my brain. I'm too dumb. I can't do it. I'm one and a half speed. One and a half speed. I can understand it, take in the information quickly, learn it, and it retains in my head. I'm good on that. Anything faster than one and a half, I'm like in outer space. So how you do it on three speed and four speed sometimes and understand it and get any information from that, I don't know how you do it, but that's how you power through, you know, 10 hours of podcast uh, in a day. Yeah, some days it's like 20 hours. But yeah, that's right. it's an acquired taste. You got to figure out your speed. Some people like one and a half. Some people can do two. Uh, yeah. I even do three on um, Overcast, and it actually adjusts based on how fast the people are talking. So sometimes it goes up to like three, two, five. Oh, okay. So wow. it goes super fast. Wow. And there's times where I'll be like falling asleep, and I'll have a podcast on, and my wife will walk in, and she'll be like, what are you listening to? Because it is, I mean, anybody else that listens to it, listen, yeah. listens to it, is like, there's no way. Yeah, so. and I, and like, um, when I'm in the car with somebody, my mom or somebody, and I'll be listening to something, and they're talking super fast on one and a half speed, and like, how the hell do they talk this fast? Blah blah blah. I'm like, well, it's on one and a half speed, and then it's so funny the two, like, if just listening on one and a half and go back to one speed, it's like they talk like this. It's just really yeah. slow. It's Next so time you weird. have them in your car, turn it up to three X and see if they're even like it just drives it. It yeah, literally just drives the normal person crazy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> crazy like the chipmunks. <laughs> All right, guys, three hours, 15 minutes. If you made it this far, shout out to you. Shout out to being a fan of us and uh, our work. <laughs> just uh, crazy. But yeah, hopefully the NFC won't be as, uh, as long as next week. Uh, as long it as will week. be it will be but we're gonna try and be faster but uh now shout out to everybody uh hope you guys have a good holiday whatever you guys celebrate 
um, coming up here. Hope you guys have a good one uh, with your families. Enjoy it. Uh, we got this big weather thing coming in too. Hopefully you guys survive that. You know, nothing uh, crazy happens there as well. But uh, no, happy holidays to everybody. Happy holidays to you, Scott. And uh, yeah, we'll be uh, good for next week. Yep. Thanks everybody for uh, getting this far. If you're here, give us a shout out. We appreciate you. See you next week. Thank you.